Welcome back to Pass the Jar. I'm your host, Drake Pittman. I'm your co-host, Shane Murray. We've got our friend Seth Cummings on here. We're talking metal, sharing some stories of the good old days, and about the community that we have going on in general. So you know what to do. Open up that jar, pass that thing around, and enjoy Pass the Riverside. with Passage Yard once again, and from here on out, as you've figured out at this point, Shane Murray on the other mic. Hey y'all, how you doing out there? And I'm your host, Drake Pittman. Today's episode, Dora Folks, if you know this man, you know you're in for a wild ride, so go ahead and buckle those seatbelts up. It's our man, Seth Cummings. How you guys doing today? Seth has agreed to come on the podcast. We're going to dig into a little bit of what he's got going on, what he wishes was going on when he had stuff going on, and some of our background together. <laughs> so, Seth, uh, tell everybody the whole spiel, man. You listen to the show. Where you're from, where you grew up, and what uh, you do now. Absolutely, man. I am uh, a bona fide triple OG Walker County, born and raised, Summerton specifically, Empire Road, even more specifically, Caney Phillips Road. Gang, okay. gang. Okay. Uh, yeah, gang, gang, dude. Fun fact, that's my great-granddad, Caney Phillips, was. Oh, no go. shit. Toss hey, that in there, y'all. Did not know that. Definitely, Claim that land. Definitely did live on a little brick house on top of the hill. I'm pretty heavy into, like, empire, like, history. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, even know that. Yeah, dude, definitely. So. I learn something new every day. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm 32 years old, and out of those 32 years, I'd say probably 30 of them's been spent <laughs> somewhere in Walker County. Me in between Summerton and Dora. I live in Piney Woods now. My wife and I um, got two daughters. Um, my wife and I have been married for eight years, going on nine years. Um, Always key to remember that. Yes. Uh, you'll only forget once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. You'll only forget one time. That's all it takes. Um, I am a, uh, let's see if I can pry a little bit of a half-baked line right here. I am a automotive technician or a mechanic if you want to be a dick about it okay <laughs> yeah all right um, yeah i've been doing that been turning wrenches for about uh 10 11 12 years somewhere in that ballpark uh work at long lewis ford and lincoln so if you got a ford i'll work on it uh, or i won't work on it you know there's a lot of us <laughs> you know there's at least a 20 percent chance you'll get me um but yeah great place to work Absolutely love it. Love. They treat treat you like family out there. Hopefully after this episode, people that take their car there, they'll be like, I want that guy. Yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> uh, actually, 100% do that. <laughs> Spam me. <laughs> this guy that was on uh, Pass the Jar, we need him to fix my car. Yeah, yeah. dude. And I just rapped. Uh, you did. Also, I brought a jar for him. So brought a jar and my car we could do this all night yeah man so uh <laughs> so what got you into being a mechanic was it just like a circumstance thing or did you was it something you're like that's what i want to do uh it was 100 percent necessity <clears throat> yeah uh, i was going through a rough period i was young 21 ish um and i had a lot of problems and had i had a job basically i needed to remove myself from uh where I was right. physically. So my mother 
her and that side of the family, they're from Blunt County, Bluntsville, um, mainly. But my mom lives in Sneed. Uh, my stepdad ran a little uh, buy here, pay here, used car a lot, flipped her ex, you know. Um, and I was, I needed to, I needed to get out. I talked to my dad about it, and then he was, he said, "Yeah, it's the best thing you can do." Um, so I called her, and um, I said, "Do you know if anybody has a job up there? I need to come stay up there for a while." And she said, well, um, Keith said you could come work in the shop. I said, Mom, I don't know a damn thing about a car. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, you need a job, don't you? I said, touche. There you go. Here I come. Guess I need to. <laughs> I went out there first day on the job, very first day. My stepdad had a, a little Saturn sedan that had been killed in the front end, smashed up. And in front of that was sitting a an, an almost an identical Saturn sedan with a straight body. And he said, "All right, uh, this car right here with a straight body, it's got a bad motor, but that wreck right there, it's got a good one. I need you to just pull that out and just stick it right in here." I said, "Oh, word! That's what you need." <laughs> Y'all got just an like instruction that? manual right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, uh, does this come with a pamphlet? <laughs> um, but, no, nah, yeah, my uncle was working there with me. He said, if you need anything, ask your uncle. And it just kind of went from there, man, and I never, never really stopped. Learning um, something every day. Yeah. yeah. A lot. I mean, I, it was just like the first time. Granted, I'd never done anything prior to that other than work at fast food restaurants. So. You get a little bit of a sense of pride working with your hands? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And especially when things go the way they're supposed uh-huh. to, which <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a rarity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's – any wrench turner would agree with you. You want it to go how it's supposed to, but when it doesn't, oh, yeah. that kind of brings you into it a little bit more where you're like, all right, now I got to fix it. Now I got to make sure it's right. Yeah, 100%. You've always got a, a great scheme of things in your mind. And it, sometimes it works out that way. I mean, so that, you know, it's chance. Um, people take care of their cars differently. And that, you know, that kind of factors in a lot of times you know if you don't maintain things but you got this one core problem you fix the core problem other things are going to happen yeah if you ever work on an airplane i bet he could show you a thing or two i haven't i bet he could Um, (laughs) i could could, yeah i spent six years doing it i i can i can finger my way around one (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) That's what she said there's a uh (laughs) one of the diesel techs out here at long lewis that works with me that that was in the navy and worked a lot of people don't know the Navy's the uh, world's second largest air force. Yeah, uh, well, they he did maintenance on the Blue Angels. Oh, buddy, so oh, he's sick. This guy does he, he knows do. his stuff. He's does a he young love cat it too? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a diesel tech now, you know, and um, he come from that. You know, he come from working on the Blue Angels. Who's not gonna give him a job? Yeah, exactly. Great guy, young cat too, man. And he's probably, I think he might be 33, 34. See, the only thing I didn't like about those details. We didn't have the Blue Angels. We had the Thunderbirds. Right. Or you could get a job on Air Force One, which if you're going to get a job on Air Force One, you pretty much had to be the most straight-laced dude with <laughs> zero background history at all on you. Oh, Hashtag not Shane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, right. the furthest thing. Like, you couldn't have a tattoo. Hmm. That was, like, one of the like, first things. It was, like, it didn't matter if it was a little small ant on your bicep. <laughs> no you're sir. disqualified. No, sir. Uh-huh. It would be a prison tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. they, I mean <laughs> – anything they would disqualify you for it and like i said you had to have that just straight laced background i mean it was the cream of the crop but like the thunderbird guys anytime they would come in for air shows or whatever i'd look at those mechanics and be like that looks cool but like 
I'm out here and I got my coveralls on and I'm covered head to toe in grease and hydro fluid and <laughs> these things ain't been washed in six months. And I'm just out here grinding and I look over at you. Your boots are polished. I didn't even know we were still doing that. <laughs> coveralls look like they just came fresh out of the box. What's going on? This seems like too much upkeep for me. <laughs> That's high priority. Oh, I mean, knowing what I know now, I mean, it's a necessity because those things are so well kept and just literally in perfect condition i mean you can't let the slightest little blemish go untouched right because i mean it's a show plane until it's in the air and they get up there and abuse them and then when it hits the ground those are the boys revamping it revamping it so with everything you learn like starting off like on er earlier model cars Mm -hmm. how is it now where everything is like computerized because this i went like oh, before i got what i have now i drove a jeep cherokee mm-hmm. and everything was a computer and my check engine light came on <laughs> i took it to the dealership they plugged it in the computer did something that i saw them tap a few buttons they were done and they're like okay you're good to go i was like you didn't even freaking lift the hood Sometimes you don't have to <laughs> don't need to i was like plug okay. it in so how, how was it transitioning from like actual cars right. to now the computers that we um drive? it was Culture shock, really, because I had spent, let's see, other than my uh, just small hiatus that we talked about before the show from Long Lewis, I've been there for five years. I just kind of counted as one lump. Yeah. Um, before that, the other, you know, half of the 10, 11 years I've spent either working for my stepdad or in an independent shop. And... I, I never did things, you know, as far as the old type, you know, the old type motors that, you know, our dads or granddads would need, you know, carburetors and that kind of thing. Never messed with that. Yeah. I got in, fuel injection was already a thing. and But it was still relatively plug and play in a lot of cases. Um, now, it, now everything is designed, it seems like, to, to put a customer in the position to have to take your car to the dealership. It's like they don't want, they want to cut independent shops out. They don't want you doing the shit at home. Yeah. Bring it to us. Is it going to be expensive? Probably. Absolutely. But, you know, granted, you know, you bring it in relatively soon, um, you know, you're going to have warranties and yada, yada, yada that covers everything. The only problem with that is, you know, these things are also, these warranties are also, they conveniently seem to be designed also to where, you know, say your warranty runs out at 60,000 miles. You know, 60,000 miles might be okay, but what about 63,000? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that was that was the same situation I ran into with that Jeep. Yeah. Because I pretty much bought it brand new. Mm-hmm. And it was like 75, 80,000. Yeah. I knew one warranty had just run out. Right. And we literally were in South Dakota. And my air conditioner quit working. Luckily, it was because of the altitude we were at. Yeah. Like, it just stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was like, well, if I have to take this to a local Jeep dealership, my warranty's out. I'm screwed. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, I'm on vacation, and I don't want to have to drop two grand to have my freaking air conditioner. That's true. Um, the, the amount of technology that goes in cars these days is almost baffling. I mean, you can get, you can go right now and, and drop. You know, damn close to a hundred thousand dollars, ninety thousand, eighty thousand dollars on a brand new Lincoln Navigator, and it's gonna have um, 
It's going to have wireless charging for your phone. There's a pad made into the console. Oh, shit. Throw your phone on and it charges <laughs> it. Uh, it's built-in navigation, which is not really anything new. Uh, voice command via Bluetooth. Cars have, cars are their own wi- um, Wi-Fi hotspots. Hot spots, yeah. Um, you know, and all of these things work very intricately and, and run on all of these certain types of networks. Oddly enough, one of the things I do at Ford is I am, my, my specialty is steering suspension. That's always my first go-to. Yeah. Uh, alignments and all that kind of good stuff. But secondly, I'm a trim tech, which is the inside of your car and electronics. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things, um, <clears throat> I know that now a brand new car easily is, you know, back in the day when I first started, you might have had three computers on a car. You generally have some sort of engine control, PCM, ECM, something like that, and a body control for lots and things on the inside. And that was really about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, we're talking... 50, 60 different modules in a car. Each door has its own module. Uh-huh. Each seat has its own module. The air has its own module. Everything. That makes and me think, uh, so I, I drive a uh, Grand Cherokee now, but one of the Jeep pages I saw, I don't know if it was just a concept for it or it might have actually been like what they're planning, but they're releasing the Grand Wagoner. Mm-hmm. And the entire passenger uh, dashboard is like a TV screen. And it feeds in to the driver's side where your normal instrument cluster is. Mm-hmm. And, like, the video they're showing of it, they got, like, a log fire burning. <laughs> and it's just a video playing across the dashboard. And, like, everybody's up in arms about how, like, far the technologies come in vehicles and all that. And I'm sitting there looking at it like, yeah, that's real cool and all. But what happens when you're driving down the interstate doing 85 miles an hour and your TV turns off in your car? <laughs> what are you gonna do then because exactly. what i'm seeing here this all feeds in mm-hmm. that just tells me that uh if something happens over here on my passenger seat well i just lost every gauge i have right. telling me how fast i'm going how much gas i got that is a engine good, temp that's a very good point um okay. i don't know have you guys had to have you guys driven anything with uh lane keeping assist oh yeah that is an interesting deal and once you generally have the option to turn it off through your touchscreen or your cluster or whatever, but if you've never dealt with it, the first time is all like it happened. My my wife, that's my wife's car I drove today, and it's got it. And she had about with it one time, and she turned it <laughs> off, and she was like, "Does How it? Was that even safe? Does it beat yeah. you into lanes? Yes. Is that yeah? Well, essentially, if you're driving and you start to veer, if you have your blinker on, it's, it's no problem. Everything's cool. Uh-huh. But if you don't. And you veer, it's going to correct that. It's going to bring you back into the lane. Back center. A lot of people don't know that, though. So when they and get that initial jolt. They don't know what's going on. They're like, oh, my God, my steering's locking up. What's happening? <laughs> um, but, yeah, my wife was like, what is this shit? The, uh, and I was like, it's relatively new, but you can turn it off. Don't worry. <laughs> so my car and my wife's car has it. She drives a Honda Pilot, and I... My car is not as bad. It's kind of like you said. If you got your blinker on, you're smooth. If you start to veer, it'll kind of give you just a little bit of a, hey, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Her car is like, buddy, get back now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to fight that thing. Wow. I'll tell you what, man. Matthew McConaughey made me want to buy a Lincoln without saying a word. 
Seth Cummings just made me want to buy a Lincoln because I can just set my phone down and it charge. Yeah, dude. Because my phone dies. They're proud of those bad boys. Oh. But if I mean, if you're going to drive a Lincoln, That's... you need to drive it like Matthew McConaughey and probably do it without a shirt on. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, but your back might, your back's going to stick. They're always yeah. leather, but you know. If Matthew McConaughey tells me to do it, generally I'm going to. Yeah, I mean, I but are you happy I, doing what you do? I am. Yeah, I am. It's uh, I fills love the it. void. Yeah. If you're a fellow's mechanic, you can definitely work as a car salesman because <laughs> you just sold me on a Lincoln again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'm I've got a little bit of wi- uh, I don't want to say wisdom. That's probably too much. Right? <laughs> a little bit of knowledge at least. You know, you'd be the realest car dealer on the lot. Those salesmen, they study up on things. Um, but I feel like a lot of times they're just reading the window sticker. Yeah. Because it tells I've noticed you that. Mm-hmm. If you can read, you can pretty much find out. Just read that sticker and it'll tell you, hey, this thing has four-wheel analog brakes. This thing has a 85-inch touchscreen in it, whatever. You know? <laughs> By the way, I passed a Tesla today that literally looked like it had like a 65-inch. <laughs> no, even the new Dodge Rams, they got that. <sighs> Like 19-inch touchscreen in the center console, and I'm like, I mean, that looks cool, but same thing. What happens when that goes out? Do I just lose all my air conditioning, radio, all that? Essentially, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you the one big one big thing at Long Lewis the uh, the prices you see on the car have already been haggled. Yeah. So you can't really they're not going to haggle you. Um, It's just if you want to get a car from there, you see the price on it. If you're cool with that. I've noticed a lot of the major dealerships are kind of moving in that trend. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> when we were out in Louisiana, a couple of the local ones there had the same uh, mindset, I guess, or mm-hmm. policy set in place. Because I went in and talked to a couple of them. Hey, man, I saw you know, y'all are offering it for this price online. Yeah. What's the actual price? And dude's like, listen, man, these prices have already been haggled down. Mm-hmm. This is where we're at. Yep. It's kind of a take it or leave it deal. That's so, okay. With the truck, I knew exactly what I was getting. I was like, this is probably the fairest price I've seen at this point. Yeah. And uh, she's been faithful to this day. She's got a big old FU bumper on the front. Nah, so, deer's, deer, do not stand a chance against <laughs> you, boy. Get out of here, you dude. Up? I'll tell you right now, I am the Tom Brady of running over deer. <laughs> I've killed more deer <laughs> With a car, then a lot of grown men have killed with a rifle. <laughs> five. Well, five deer I have slain really? in the front of a car. Yeah. My goodness. I killed one, uh, oh, two. I hit two in front of Hollow Hills one day. You oh. know where that's at. You know where Hollow Hills is, uh, right? Yeah, I believe so. Up in Empire? Yep. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. All right, so I'm coming around that curve, and deer just come running out across. Well, I stopped, and when I stopped, I hit one. And that sucker went up in the air. Yep. So I was like, okay, that one's good. So I just gunned it again. More deer come up over that fence. I hit the second one. So now the whole front end of my car is just jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't too bad. Like mm-hmm. They had it fixed within like a week. Right. It's like, shoot. I just, Empire, man. I just drove mine, dude. Mine was deep. Mine was. Mine Sometimes was, it ain't it worth the hassle. Bad. No. I didn't care, dude. I was driving it to work. I don't really give a shit about how my car looks too much usually um especially when i just work all the time so uh you know and i was working for the body shop uh in long lewis at that time so all i mean i snapped a picture to my boss <laughs> so what do you think about this 
Well, what'd you do? I said I hit a deer. We gonna fix it? Hell no, nah, man, gonna fix it. I just wanted to know what you thought about that. Thanks, still getting me I from A to B. You think I got it? Actually, I, I believe I believe I told him. I said, hey, because uh, he's a big time hunter. This guy, and uh, I said, I believe this bad boy's down here on the side of the road, down the street from my house. You gonna come grab it? You don't <laughs> don't wait till the sun comes over. It's gonna blow up. Ain't gonna be no good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to reach you on one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch it before it gets stiff. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So you're happy what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it puts food on the table, Definitely. keeps the lights on. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. But it, it being happy at the same time because we've all, I'm sure we've all had jobs that we hated. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, this year was tough on me, man. Oh, uh, with with. Yeah. Tell us how COVID affected you. Uh, yeah. It just. Uh, I took a job at a Sitco back in February. It was really the only thing that would have pried me out of Longwoods. Well, I, I was there almost five years until February. I left. I started a job at a Sitco. I was pretty pumped on that. Worked a month and a half. Got laid off. Um, so you know, I yeah, you know, I got unemployment and all that stuff. But you know, it's I'm not um, just mentally. It was not good for me at all. My brain's not wired. To just be okay with that. Uh, I need to be working. I always have. been working since I was 16. So that's what I know how to do. I know that I need to be drawing a paycheck one way or the other. Somehow, time. yeah. Um, no Frank Gallagher's. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, dude. I'm not like, you know, using my kids' names to apply for credit cards or anything. So, um, yeah. Uh, and I, I drew unemployment. Um, I took a job for Syracuse. I absolutely hated it every second of it and was completely miserable the entire time I was there. Um, and called the big boss at Long Lewis. I said, hey, um, if you guys need anybody, call me. I'll leave in a heartbeat. And two days later, he called me, and I've been back almost a month now. That's awesome. Um, so, And I can just I can tell uh, anxiety, everything, like everything is just – smooth sailing yeah you know feel much better now. it's almost like i left home and went back home like yeah. all these guys i come back and they're like what the hell are you doing here why would you come back to this dump i'm like stop acting like you don't like coming yeah in every day dude i love coming in here and fucking with you guys constantly yeah. that's all i want you know all through the week if i can't come in this place and make a paycheck and drive you people absolutely insane, then I don't want to work. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's how I feel about the job I'm at right now. Uh, I left and went to a hospital that mm. I was like, that's where I want to work, even when I finished school and everything. And it was just a train wreck from the time I walked into the damn yeah. door. Yeah. And I was like, it's a toxic environment. I'm not happy. There's constantly shit at least two nights out of the week. Yeah. And when I went back to St. Vincent's, I was like, I've been there. I've been back almost a year now, and my wife's like, "Your mental health, your attitude's better." Yeah. I was like, "It's because I'm happy when I'm working." I was like, "Yeah." It's like in the medical field, when you deal with people, mm-hmm. you deal with shit. Yeah. Every day. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I still deal with it, but I'm happier dealing with it because I love the people I work with. There I love know. who I work for. That makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. You ha- you have to like your boss. You do. And I love my boss. She's That's, awesome. I'm the same. I've got a few, and I like them all. Yeah. All the dudes, all the other mechanics, man, it's just like they're brothers. Um, and, that, you know, that's just how it's been. Um, always. They've always treated me that way. Because yeah. I've always I've always thought, like, your work life, like, you can leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. But 
whatever train of thought you're on while you're there is yeah. going to feed into home. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let that feed into home. And I did. And that's not good. It was not a happy place. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good mental place to be in. It's just to be somewhere you're happy Are with you people work- that you're happy with. You said you're working those 12s at night, right? Yeah. That's brutal. Boy, I did yeah. some of those at a Sipco. That's no joke. Let right. me tell you, from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m., mm-hmm. flies. Yeah. But when that clock hits like 2 2 a.m., <laughs> because usually we get everybody up like 5.30. Yeah. From 2 to 5.30, buddy, you're walking through sand. You're not getting anywhere <laughs> yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. Right. That, but, was, uh, that was it. We were working. Our normal shift when I was at a Sipco, we were doing, ten, it was 10s, four days, Four days, one week, six days, one week, four days, six days like that, uh, swing shifts. So two weeks, days, two weeks, nights. We made it through, I don't know, like the second week of one day shift. And they were like, they want us to do 12s. So we were working five to five. That wasn't bad. Coming in at five in the morning, getting off at five in the afternoon. That wasn't tough. Five in the morning until, I mean, five at night until five in the morning. We were already working normally seven to five. Yeah, that extra two hours is insane. Makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It, that's what I, I told my wife. I said that we had to do twelves, but it can't be that bad, you know. It's two extra hours. Big deal. Nope. Wow. No and, time for you to get stuck in a sand trap. Oh my god. <laughs> Ironically enough, I was dealing with a lot of sand. At this time. <laughs> and that's one hundred percent the truth. So, yeah, yeah, dude. I was definitely stuck in sand. Now, yeah. you and me go way, way back. We go super deep. Like, something in Christian days. Yeah, dude, I had a bowl cut probably the first time we met. <laughs> maybe. No, definitely. I'm pretty sure I did, too. I, well, I yeah, again, that, I'll have to maybe. I but I said mid-90s, that was the cut for oh, kids yeah. 8 to hey, 12 years old. Where did you get your haircut when you were a kid? To be honest, I don't even remember, bro. Oh, dude, I was what was that old I dude's know. name? Swan, Swan's Swan. Yep, that's it. That was this dude's special. Five dollars. Oh yeah. See, My dad I, throw that old man a five dollar bill. Buddy, said, put a bowl on this boy's <laughs> head. Man. Don't got any Tupperware in the back? Line him up. Yeah, hey, is that a microwavable? Uh, it doesn't matter. Just bowl him. Now I remember the one time my mom cut my hair with a floby. You remember that? Dude, oh, we hooked that, that shit to that, a, a vacuum cleaner. It's painful. Yeah, it was not fun. Yeah, you just threw PTSD at me from oh, basic training. Yeah, because that old dude. Surprisingly, it remind me of walking into Swans, like the way they had it set up. Yeah, had that vacuum on there, and like, dude, I was just sitting there shaking. I was like, "Oh God, here we!" <laughs> and my dude didn't give two shits if you were tender headed or not. Oh, you got dude, the same shit. He was. He's pulling the follow. Oh out. yeah, buddy, you wasn't growing hair for some time. If you don't know what a floby is, it was a like just a trimmer that you hooked to a vacuum and you just sucked it to somebody's oh, head yeah. and just went to town. See, when I was a kid, great for cleanup. I'm yeah, <laughs> great did, for cleanup. You didn't, get, you didn't have to sweep. They'd put no, the broom business out. It, yeah, it sucked it right up in there. But it was it was good for bowl cuts. You just give you that little quick undercut <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, sides yeah, and yeah. the back uh-huh. and be done. My uh, growing up, um, my aunt Joanna, um, and okay, my aunt Joanna's son Doug this would be. That was always my favorite cousin growing up because yeah. he always had the cool shit at his house, like Sega <laughs> Genesis and the NBA Jam and whatnot. Um, so my dad would all, you know, sometimes he'd be like, "Hey, you ready to go to Aunt Joanna's?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I'm ready to go oh, to yeah. Aunt oh yeah, oh yeah." Go ride the four wheeler, <laughs> gonna play NBA Jam. He'd be like, "Actually, no, we're going over there so Uncle Gary can cut your hair with a floby." <laughs> I'm like, "If you don't stop taking me to this man to get my hair flobied out." 
I'm going to lose it. Like, I would always get so pumped. And then, we, you know, we'd get in the car. We'd get away from the house. And then be like, so how do you feel like getting a Floby cup? I'm like, I don't never really want the Floby cup. Do I, mean, I have a the, choice? You're the boss. Like, I can't tell you no. I'm I don't literally get. along for the ride here. <laughs> See, we live in a modern luxury where we have Eric and all the guys that yeah. are 64 because moms were not afraid to take a pair of scissors no. and a Floby to your head in a heartbeat. But I wonder how hard it would be to get Eric and the guys to just maybe bring a uh, bring yeah. a Floby in. Have house. like a Floby Fridays. Yeah, dude. I might yeah. have to ask them next yeah. time they're here. Ask, ask them. Uh, uh, tell them I might possibly know where to get a Floby for. Hey, look, check it out. I'm going to throw it down right here on <laughs> the old notepad. Shane's the producer now, by the way. Uh, he keeps your boy on track. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll have to ask him about that because Flobies, man, like, not many people know about them. No. I feel like our generation definitely does because they were, they were the ass seen on TV shit. Yeah, dude. I, I spent, oh my God, I've had so many Floby haircuts. I don't know. It's, it was either Floby or Swans, dude, dude when I was a kid. Dude, I, there was the only two options. Bro, it was like at every other Saturday event with me and my uncle. Load up in the truck, go down to the dump, take the trash off, stop by Swans on the way back through, get that bowl cut. <laughs> I swear we were living identical <laughs> lives. That is OG My dad was shit, the right same. Right Let me tell you this. Check this out right here. All right, you remember when you go to the dump, all they would ask you is your tag number. That was yeah. it. 64BTA38. That was my dad's tag number from when I was a kid. And he would always be like, because, you know, no, they wouldn't ask you. You had to sign a sheet. Yeah. You know, she had like, passed that little clipboard down there. My dad couldn't. He didn't. He didn't walk very well, you know. So I'd always have to be the one to get out mm-hmm. and go sign the paper. Mm-hmm. And so I memorized. Dude, till this day, I still remember that. that I remember the first. It's been gone twenty years. <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I remember the first time we pulled up and she asked for a name. Threw us completely off guard. They asked me for money last time. <laughs> I went. It was like two bucks. I said to throw some trash. What? Go to Jasper City, bro. Free? No. Oh, oh, damn. They upcharge. dollars Yeah. They upcharge. Yeah, it's upcharge. Well, what the hell you think that what like they think we're throwing gold away? I'd, I'd rather drive all, I'd all, I'd rather drive all the way back to home to Summerton. Hell yeah, I'd pay two dollars for sure yeah, before I go. paid whatever Jasper is. I don't know what they charge because we only went there once and I mean the setup they had down there in Louisiana, we only used it once or twice. We were kinda of living that bougie suburban lifestyle where they come pick the trash up for you. I oh, got yeah. saying. I got yeah. that. Now. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, if you can get it definitely get it yeah. but like i had to take a i had to take a load off one day i pulled up at the landfill and my dude's like you live in the city limits i was like nah he's like it's gonna be eight dollars i was like actually we just moved <laughs> just now um, <laughs> my wife just closed <laughs> hold yeah. on let me let me pull up google maps real quick i'll get you an address <laughs> let me show you just let me show you a picture of my house real quick but yeah like uh what, i know i remember seth's dad ran a something parks and rec basketball yeah. But Seth's dad was like the, I guess, the feeder. Like, he was the fueling tank for somebody Christian getting that parts and rack. Yeah, it up was. Up and going. Him and uh, Dan Parrish. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, yeah, the basketball league. Because um, they had, well, it may have been the whole shebang. Um, but my dad was, he was really, uh, really monumental in the basketball league. Yeah. Um, and then we had our team. We was the red team. And <laughs> dad, my dad was a coach. Uh, we had an assistant coach who was a friend of my dad's. His name was uh, Danny Ingram. Dan Ingram. Uh, took me a second. He would, he would be <laughs> mad if he knew I forgot his name. I've known him all. Uh, yeah. That, was, that was dramatic effect right there. That wasn't a forgetful. 
That was, that was just for Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just wanted him. Like, if he hears this, I want him to be like, please say my last name. Uh-huh. Please say my last uh-huh. name. And then I just dropped it. Boom. There you go. Man, it, <laughs> that was fun times. Yeah, it was. Like, uh, one of the few memories, like, I remember from back in that day was y'all upset the team that everybody thought, like, all of us thought was going to win it. And the gold team. Yeah. Ain't the, nothing better than an underdog story. The, the, Trent Mommy. Trent Mommy was yeah, on that Trent team. Was a, he Trent was, a, was baller. a baller. He was a I don't remember anybody else on that team, but I know Trent Mommy was a baller and he was on that team. How are we talking here? Buddy, we're like 9, 10, 11, okay. 12. Okay. In that ballpark. Right. Yeah, because it was like it was like fifth, sixth, seventh grade went yeah. before we could actually like play in JV mm-hmm. and shit. Well, no, they, okay. They also had a kid by the name of Dustin Williams. No. Tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. a baller too. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch of them. Were, he, he came with, he like, the Garden Dome kids. Chris, yes. Yeah. There was a whole flock of them, dude, and they all popped off on this gold team, and they were all good as shit, every one of them. That go, like, I'm not hating on any of these guys by any means, but that goes to show you how rigged Parks and Rec is. Dude, dude, yeah, yeah, this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to load a team. Yeah. So, yeah. like, that was how I felt any time, like, Sipsy would get thrown in, like, we'd have to play Summerton or something. I'm like, man, oh, look, we got we got a community of 45 people let over here. You, they out there building dream teams. Let me tell you, Summerton was good. Summerton Christian was better. I'll tell you. At that time? Right now <laughs> that we ran, like, a before, because when, when we started doing, the, like, the season for the Summerton Christian Parks and Rec team, we all we did was play each other. It was four teams, red, gold, blue, white. Something like that. I was blue mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Drake was blue team. We brought the ship home. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> dude, I never had a little <laughs> But anyway, like, I remember we opened a couple seasons off, right? We played Summerton Parks and Rec team, Sipsy Parks and Rec team. Mm-hmm. Shit. We got destroyed. Hey. Yeah, we played. Uh, we uh, one of our groups played against Eric Woods and them. Eric I was gonna Woods. say we we wasn't putting out like big numbers, but we was putting out talent. Dude, we were like twelve. Yeah. Eric Woods was posterizing, dunking people, dunking on people. Jut Woods was Jut running Woods down, was running was laps around us on the court. <laughs> uh, Marquis Chapel was out there balling on everybody. Like mm-hmm. it was, we were getting destroyed if i if i had the mentality i had now the first time we ever walked like because all four of the teams like we went into summerton to play yep. different games and i remember looking at uh my coach it was steven allen's dad mm-hmm. uh I but i looked at him guy. and i was like they're good they were just warming <laughs> up <laughs> so if i had the mentality i had now i'd be like I'm going home. Right. I mean, like, I'm not going like to waste my time here. Shatters a backboard before the game even starts. Like, oh, y'all still want to play? Y'all are here? Y'all are here? All right, Judd Woods go. goes across the court in like three seconds. Yeah, I was dude. like, one of the fastest. I got handles. But I ain't got speed. No, no. And I'm Judd, not keeping this up This dude's about him. to cook me. <laughs> Judd yeah. and Zeke. Hands down, it's two of the fastest people I've ever seen. Oh, Isaiah Doty was unreal. Wow. Both of them are so fast. I played basketball and football with both of them. And you just like, they were – they were they were quick. Oh yeah, quick. we back, we went back to something Christian though. Like I said, we brought home the ship that year because I had uh Latrell Hildreth. Yep. And uh West Tibbs. West Tibbs, yeah. We had I can't remember the dude's name, but he was he was like five ten. We were like twelve, and he was on our team. So I was like, if I can facilitate the ball to any of these three guys, yeah, we're gonna be all right. We're golden. Yeah. We're gonna be <laughs> all right. I remember we uh. Like Jeremy Davenport, I know uh, is on. He your was team. on my team because I've known Jeremy ever since. Jeremy Parks was a Jeremy. Let me tell you something about Jeremy. Uh, 
I hope he hears this too. We'll have, we'll have got, to tell him he got talked about. Jeremy's got one of the most strange looking jump shots I've ever seen, but it is money. But yeah. it went in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, it's you find money. somebody at just a pickup basketball it game, looks, watch them. They looks just uncomfortable. It's weird. But yeah. Them boys don't miss. It's weird. And let me tell you, I thought I was good. Yeah. And then I got, and when I left Sonny Christian and transferred to something, I got around Kyle Chance, yeah, Taylor Williams, yeah. and all them. I was like, I'm not making the team, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, this is good. So and I was like, sometimes oh, you need understandable. That. Yeah, sometimes you need it. It's just that's. <laughs> I know. Um, really, this and this is kind of where my um, where my interest started to shift. Um. Because I had, uh, I can't remember how, how it all came about, but there was a school out towards Forestdale or Gardendale or not, God, not Forestdale and Gardendale, like, um, well, yeah, Forestdale, somewhere out that way, down 78, that it shut down. Bottenfield. Was it Bottenfield? Yeah. We got all their kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Sonny Christian and, in Do- and pack, Dora. In this pack of kids was my boy Sammy Snow. He'd come in. Sammy. Me and Sammy click instantly. Me and Wesley Tibbs, we click instantly. So, um, me and Sammy had already been dabbling as far as um, jamming together and whatnot. So, but once we transitioned over to the new school, ninth grade started, uh, I had played eighth grade ball, me and Wesley both. And um, so tryout start you know my dad's like you going out i'm like yeah i'm gonna go out <laughs> so we go out we do a day or two of tryouts and me and wesley start talking and wesley was like i don't know about you dude but i don't really want to do this shit <laughs> and i'm like me either man i think i'd rather play music and wesley said that sounds like a good idea you want to blow these tryouts? I said, <laughs> I couldn't have better. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So me and Wesley go out there and just give the most lackluster half-ass performance you can give for the rest of the tryouts. But here's the problem. Wesley was better than me. <laughs> and even a half-ass Wesley was still all right. Yeah. He was, he was the Clay Thompson of something. He Christian Parks and Ray. The kid was good, man. So I felt like that was the only reason I made the – Eighth grade basketball team at Sipsy was because I could shoot. Yeah. yeah. I had no I handles. I could play defense. I had handles. I had I, was, I, I, I could get the ball where it needed to be. Yeah. I was I was a glove. I I would lock you down. Yeah. And I could I could post up, catch me on a wing, down in the corner, automatic. Yep. But as far as facilitating the ball, get it away from I me. I could get it I could distribute, I could I had handles, I could play D, but my shot was very inconsistent. <laughs> um but you know, they put uh, the tryout sheet up at the end of that week, so me and Wesley could go and we're like, because Sammy, Sammy, I mean, Sammy played football, but um, he did not very long. Um, and me and Wesley had already committed. Like I was just like, I just don't want to do this, dude. I want to play music. That's all I really want. I can have just as much fun playing music, if not more, probably. And I'm never gonna get hurt, probably. There you go. Music. Yeah. So zero running involved. Better deal. Mm. <laughs> So we we run down to the gym, me and Wesley, and we're like, and like here, here's the starters, and then like the the cut list, I guess, is at the bottom, or or, or it may it would, your 18. name may have just not have been on there. Yeah, I don't remember. 
But I remember scrolling down. I said, my name's not on here. Good. Wes is like, my name's not on here. <laughs> so we go back up and, yeah, it just kind of took off. Uh, but I, f- I do feel like like some new Christian Parks and Rec at that time, like that brought us all together. Yeah, like yeah, yeah we played on opposite it was teams. So but fun, man. if you if you like if we weren't playing, bro, we were sitting there on the bleachers Chilling. just talking to each other. Yeah, we were getting chilling. slush puppies. Watching that, yeah, getting slush puppies, getting slushy, um, blue, green, they had all the flavors of it. Maybe. Bro, I was so happy when I transferred to Summerton Middle. Yeah, and they had that in the break room. I was like, I only got this shit at basketball games. Or something. Yeah, dude, I never went to something. I don't know how well they were treating y'all over there, but I heard nah, good man, stories about it. man, I can tell you they were treating them better than they oh, was at Sipsy. We were. Oh, you went to Sipsy. Oh, yeah. That's for that's for. That's there wasn't no snow cones in the lunchroom. We, were we had a traffic light. You got too loud, that bad boy go off. Everybody <laughs> gets quiet. And the light was always red, and it, it was always saying just stop. But you could hear a pin dropping that thing, and that light's still on red, and the teacher's just daring somebody to talk. Oh, my now, God. Now, when... Did you just go from Sonny Christian straight to Dora? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I went Christmas break of my ninth grade year. Instead of going back to Summerton Christian, I went to Dora. Because, like, I don't remember what I did yesterday, but I can remember what I did 12 years ago. Same. I have no short-term memory. Ago. I yeah. can tell you why later. But I remember I remember seeing you, and I was like. <laughs> Hit that off air. <laughs> I remember seeing you when I, when I started Dora, and I was yeah. like, oh, shit, Seth's here. Yeah. And, like. We don't. We didn't talk much like through high school and shit. But like I was like, I, I knew I knew you. We we've known we had known each other. Yeah, for, yeah. ever. We had Skog years together, didn't we? Yeah, we had we Skog, had Skog years together, dude. We had Skog uh, baseball because we both got put on the shitty ass baseball team one year. I'm yeah, pretty sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we both quit at the same time. Baseball was never my sport. I was always so bad. No, at it. I was it, always. It messed up my golf swing. Yeah, I bet, I bet you're pissed. <laughs> See when I what. After eighth, when after seventh grade basketball tryouts, I was like, "I'm better at golf." Did you remember? I, I'm not. I'm not wasting my time. And yeah. uh, I would have signed up for Dora golf like in eighth grade. But mm. I was like, "Ah, I'm just keep playing junior tournaments because that's going to take up." You didn't play time. golf at Dora. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was about to say I, I did not through twelfth grade. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, like that brought us all together, and then like you could tell, like all of us playing sports, who was going to excel at what sport. Mm-hmm. And but those days were so much fun, man. Like I remember all of it. Like it was it was a community. Like we may have been on different teams, but we still liked each other. Oh, dude, I loved everybody on all those things. I can't think. I also don't remember everybody, but uh, I do know that I I was very fond of everybody I played with. I remember the white team had my my boy Anthony Carr on it. Big A was always a baller, and me and him like me and him were. We were tight. I mean, I don't know. We're still tight. I remember just, y'all being you know, inseparable like, through that time. Yeah, yeah. It's just life, and you grow apart or whatever. When you get older, it just happens. But, yeah, dude, me and him met in first grade. Actually, the best friendship story, he probably belongs to me and Big A. Um, he was teasing me a little bit in first grade. I think we were in the lunchroom, and uh, Big A heard this, and I guess did not like it. Yeah. Didn't take too kind to it. Dude, he straight up put this boy in a trash can. <laughs> And ever since then, it's been me and A. Like anytime me and A talk, you know, we'll be talking about something because we we talk, re- uh, you know, relatively regularly mm-hmm. on Facebook or whatever. And anytime we talk, I'll be like, you know, I know we don't get to see each other, you know, but uh-huh. but we're always gonna be brothers. I said, don't everybody have somebody put another man in a trash can? For <laughs> yeah. Them? 
I'm not going to let that go. There you go. Not, <laughs> Dude, I will not not always be in your debt, sir. <laughs> not only can Big A shoot, he got flow. Big A can flow. He can, uh, he he can, can flow. flow. The lyri- lyrically lifted fellas. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. The thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, man, like, Sunday Christian days were so much fun. Cause, uh, I know you and me were both were troublemakers. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I got Always in, been a troublemaker. I got in-school suspension, which means I had to sit in Ms. Same. Potts' office because we would tie – ketchup packets into a bow tie wow. and just smash them and they got on the ceiling one day oh, i remember that and one of the lunchroom ladies yep. saw me do it i wasn't the only one but i was the only one that got caught yeah so you know how it is you, you get caught you you're get, the one get, you get it seen. You so get. of course i'm the one that got that splattered all the ketchup on yep. the ceiling See, y'all was doing some different stuff. We was in the bathroom taking toilet paper, winding it up, running it under the sink, and launching it into the ceiling tiles. We did, did that, that shit, too. too. Oh, yeah. Pencils also. But see, Miss Potts. I was never skilled enough. To, I, I think in all my attempts, I might have got three to stick. And we're it's talking, hard, we're talking yeah. like 300 attempts. <laughs> I honestly feel like they shouldn't punish a student for that. They should no. give him some kind of reward. There you go. It's very hard. There it's hard. Yeah. Put your name on the wall. There's hey, here's a certificate it. for throwing a pencil in. No. I mean, you got to have it, it's It's the hold, the launch angle, yeah, the velocity. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like all in the wrist. Like uh-huh. you got to. Flick it yeah. the right way and get it. You got to get the right amount of flits. You don't want too many. You don't oh, want see too now few. you're on you're on advanced mode. See, uh, I'm, I threw a lot of pencils. At the <laughs> so I'm yeah. going like flat palm pencil rested, and I'm just trying to oh, launch. You it. don't even want to flip. Oh no! So flipping was like that's trick. Oh yeah, yeah. That's trick you were style. advanced mode. See, yeah. me and Seth are so much so <laughs> OG at Sony Christian. That was like the bottom building was for K through first. Mm-hmm. When you get to that second building, you're second through twelve. There was no big building. No, yeah, and there was a lot of students. But I remember having to sit. Boy. I remember having to sit in Miss Potts's office. Yeah, and she lived right next to my granddad because oh. she bought my granddad's old house in Briarcliff. Yeah. So uh, he he built that house, and then he moved into another house that he built when Miss Potts bought his old house. And I remember sitting there and going in for my uh, in school suspension. Yep. not being the only one that blasted ketchup packets. Being the one that <laughs> got caught. I'm the one that got caught. And uh, she was like, well, I'm not going to call your parents, but I'm going to call your granddad. And at that point in my life, I was more scared of her calling my granddad than her calling my parents. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I just had to sit in there with her all day. Mm-hmm. I had to eat my lunch tray. Somebody, it was like prison. Somebody brought <laughs> your lunch tray to you. Yeah. You didn't get break. I did in school suspension, but it wasn't in Miss Potts' office. It was in Miss Kathy Davidson's office. Oh yeah, it's in the in the top building up there, where the little window was, like before you went down. Yeah. So y'all awesome. in the SCS days, y'all didn't have alternative school, huh? No, no. there was no such thing as alternative school. You either got. Sus- I did that though too. I never did that. I did that after I got to Dora. Because <laughs> lame ass reason. I'll, you want to go story for story right there? Hell yeah! Let's All go. Right, before so- before y'all go head to head, my only ride up at Dora. Because I wore socks with flip flops because I, I read the damn handbook wrong. That's bullshit, man. So I full disclosure, so I turned in one piece of homework my senior year. Right, was the only thing that I actually done, and I actually like accidentally done it during <laughs> class. Like, Wait, was, you accidentally turned it in, or you actually did the work? No, like I accidentally done the work because I was under the assumption this was classwork <laughs> when she handed it out. So I went ahead and busted that bad boy down, and then realized, oh, this was homework. All right, well, hey, you know what? I'm ahead of the game. <laughs> so rolling the next day, we hit third period. Get in there. Everybody take out your homework. One and only time, I'm on cloud nine. I whip it out. 
my buddy Matt Hudson takes out a ballpoint pen, put a big old pecker on it. Oh, no. You can't erase that. And I was like, this is the one piece of homework I've done. I'm turning it in. <laughs> so I take it up there, flopped it on her desk. She looked at it, looked at me, and said, go to the office. <laughs> I feel like Shane might have been looking up and saying, I didn't do that. Oh, <clears throat> hey, I got up. Kathy James. Ooh. I get in the office. She's like, why are you up here? Told her what happened. She calls down for Matt. <laughs> we had to go. <clears throat> we had to explain basically what happened. Oh, I cannot remember. I think it was Miss. Was it Miss Sides? I think it was Miss Sides. Was it English homework? Nope, wasn't Miss Sides then, because no. that was definitely the English teacher. I can't remember the math teacher's name now. Nah, Miss Harrison? Harrison. Nope. Oh shit. No, I wasn't that. Miss Wright. Nope. Lady up, I'm out there. Yeah, keep finding. Was a lady. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, out. she was very offended by the artwork that Matt had thrown down. Hmm. Can't remember. Me either. All right. I don't think carry on. <laughs> well, I mean, that was it. Like, I, she basically forced us into it because it was a lewd drawing. Yeah. Yeah. How many days did you get? I was weak. Oh. And we almost, almost got. You got seven days. Or you got five. Days? Five days. Business. Yeah. Yeah, business. 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 Yeah. business days. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would have rolled up there on a Saturday. I don't think anybody else was trying to be there. <laughs> no. Yeah, I went, but I went because uh, there's there's one thing that you guys might need to know about me, but a lot of people already know. Yeah, I'm a tardy, tardy guy. <laughs> um, I'm late. Ask my boss. I run late for work. I run late. And that's essentially what the case was, is I was just late too many times to school, two days. Not too tough. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. I get there. This is when it was still down there, uh, uh, Union Chapel Way, you know, down uh, whatever that road is. Buttermilk. Uh, buttermilk, yeah. Yeah, buttermilk. buttermilk. Um, so I show up. Hated that place. Oh, God, it's so bad. So bad. I hate like it. a little FEMA trailer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I go in there, I'm coming out with a plague. Oh, yeah. Which these days, that's an ironic statement to make. But I feel like then, <laughs> that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I walk in there and um, I do my thing. Mister, Actually, Mr. Beatty sent me home because I didn't have a belt on. No shit. No shit. And I, and no, I, that's a hundred. Like, that dude... He didn't play. He ran it like a, like you were talking about prison earlier. Yeah. That dude ran it like a warden. <laughs> so I go home. I drove myself too. And he said, I'm not going to give you any more days. Go home. Get a belt. Come straight back. Word. All right. That gave me an opportunity to smoke more underage cigarettes. There you go. <laughs> I smoked about five of them bad boys <laughs> in between Union Chapel and Caney Phillips Road. So I did this. I get back. Um, and I, you know, finish whatever. And then I go in to the main part and that young cat that always sat at the end, it was always like on my phone with Avon and shit. You know what I'm talking about? All right. He was like, <laughs> Shane does. I don't, I promise you this guy was always on the phone with Avon. I was there for five days. I kind of <laughs> spoiled the story just now, but I ended up being there for five days. This guy every day, Avon book. On the phone with, I don't know what. Dude had to be a leading sales rep or something. He was selling. Pink Cadillac. Dude, he didn't drive a pink Cadillac, but he may have been going for, he may have just been like a crewing point. Might have just. The Cadillac's not good enough. I want a pink Jack. Uh huh. That kind of (laughs) situation. Dude dude was working it. He was, dude, he was A 
Bond King. If that's a thing, <laughs> it's that guy. So I stop at the end because the new ever if you're new, you go in there to like empty your pockets. <laughs> Whatever, fine. So I go pulling shit out of my pockets. I don't really have anything like some change and some lunch money and whatnot. But they treated bubble gum like it was methamphetamine. I had gum. And you got um, away with it? No, he asked oh, me okay. to throw it away. Okay, I was about to oh, say. Oh, I didn't get in trouble. He just said, throw that gum away. Uh-huh. I said, word. You can't hold it till I'm done? Yeah, I'm like, I can't <laughs> put it here with this Bro, stuff. I got, a, I got a pack of Orbits I just bought. I'm not throwing these away. Dude, I, I might have uh, went through two pieces, man. That was pretty much a whole pack. But I threw it in the trash. So he's like, all right, back pockets. I said, cool. Wallet. Pow. Cell phone. Oh, said, boy. Oh. So I didn't pull it out. He said, what is it? I said, it's a cell phone. Can I run to the car real quick? I said, I'll go throw it in my front seat. He said, go throw it in the front seat. So I said, <laughs> all right, cool. So I run out there, and I do it. Throw it in the front seat, come back in, get my wallet, blah, blah, blah. I go sit in my cubicle for what seems like two to three years. Um, I'm sitting there just waiting waiting we go to lunch that is the only good part of alternative school because you go to valley valley had them deluxe i did i did hear about valley lunches wow you catch them on a pizza day no their 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 middle school pizza Mm -hmm. unrivaled their salad was somehow it you know how like some people are like yeah salad's good salad's delicious it is delicious. But, you know, that same person will also be like, but what's more delicious is, you know, like, I don't know, um, deep fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Right? That's more yeah. delicious. Somehow, some they had some sort of algorithm down there in the lunchroom. Shout out to Annie Pledger, by the way, because she was working that bad boy down yeah, there. And I okay. need to ask her, because these salads, I'm talking about was like on the same level of goodness as like deep fried chicken, and, we, like, and we and there's nothing on this salad. Yeah, and it wasn't just like it, it wasn't like a little like little small bowl, Mm-mm. four pieces of lettuce and a, like a little cheese. No, you got a spread. Like, bro, you going to the farmers market for the shit salad? No doubt, dude. It was <laughs> it was the freshest. <laughs> so it, it had me thinking like maybe this whole alternative school ain't too bad, bad. Thing, right? And I'm also eating this salad because I haven't heard any word about the salad. So I'm like, I just got away with this shit. Like, he's just going to let me go. So what we get back to the, to the school, I go back to my cubicle and lay in dead center on my desk is a write-up. And in the middle of this write-up, written in big, bold letters and circled twice, is a message that says three days. No. So I got stuck with five days. Oh, that's, that's sad. And that's my alternative. Story. See, I, do- I dodged all those bullets. Like, all I had to do was be like, okay, here's my write-up. I signed it. My parents signed it. Whatever you had to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you felons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miss Even Clark, though she wrote this asshole up. But- I grew yeah, up. so that's how my alternative story starts. Right there. So we're in, we're in Miss Clark's computer lab. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. I heard you open porn. So... <laughs> Like I said, back in the day, my boy Colby Twilly had somehow figured out there was some kind of command prompt as long as you could get like some serial number off the backside of the computer, you could command prompt and like control that computer. So he's sitting in the row in front of us. Me and my buddy Matt are sitting 
row behind him. We're just sitting there doing our typing, whatnot. Windows start popping up. We're like, what is what is going on right now? I'm on home row. Oh, yeah. Like, hey. What's I, going on? What's <laughs> home row to Pornhub real uh-huh. quick? I wish. I wish. It was so much worse. Wow. Yeah. So, we're sitting there. Got the little board up. What we're supposed to be typing up. Like, some kind of, like, Word document. You know, basically hit all the keys real fast. All these windows start popping up. Internet comes up. I'm like, what the? Like, look over. Matt's computer's doing the same thing can't figure it out next thing i know there's somebody's grandpa sitting on somebody else's grandpa's lap and they ain't wearing no clothes whoa <laughs> and it's full-fledged flapping in the wind just going <gasps> guess who sees it miss clark. little old miss clark oh she's disappointed she oh man disappointed don't even come close to it we got written up we go up to the office we got to explain ourselves how dare you tarnish that you can't no there's like we were literally speechless in the office and then find out later the mastermind behind all of it colby's explaining how he done everything but somehow we all got lumped into it because it was on our computers so that's not fair well, couldn't agree more. That's not fair. This this shows the difference in age groups because like we were in T four, which was the smart the the smart people's computer class, mm-hmm. and I was in a Ricky Hedrick, and he showed me. He's like, "Watch this," and he opened up a disk drive from another to another computer from his computer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, cool." Well, then all of a sudden you hear about these kids that are in <laughs> these lower classmen. Get oh, suspended yeah. for bringing up porn. I was like, oh, boy, we're way behind the curve. <laughs> oh, <laughs> buddy, I don't know if it was the same way, but, like, when you walked into alternative school, you had that little row of teachers right there. In the yeah, in the yep. front, and you got to explain why you're there. <laughs> so, like, I'm we, here for watching Grandpa. Yes. Yeah, Grandpa. so, like, we got the ri- last day. Yeah, yeah, so we got the write-ups, you know. They, mm-hmm. they, they send them bad boys over there. Oh, dude. Yeah, so we get up. You know, it's the last day. It's a Friday. There's been two or three folks going in front of us like, oh, I was here for skipping school. I won't do it anymore. I learned my lesson. I was here because I brought like my cell phone into class, blah, blah, blah. And we're all three looking at each other like, these boys ain't ready. <laughs> oh, dude, let me tell you something. No one is. Uh-uh. So we no get up there. One. We get up there and we look at the Avon dude, this oh. other chick that's beside him. They pull up our write-ups, look at them, and go, if, for the listeners, I'm dead-faced right now. There's just no emotion. They are shocked. They just look at us, and we're like, so do you want us to tell them why we're here? Or, <laughs> and my boy goes, you're going to say, lack of computer discipline. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Avon boy did. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Solid, uh-huh. solid clutch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I mean, I don't know any of these folks in here, so I got no problems telling them, hey, this mother over here pulled up grandpa porn on our computers in the lab one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. Dude, like, I, oh, it was so bad. Like, oh, I remember dude. there was one day, I think it was the first day, like, <laughs> I think they made us bring our parents or something. Oh, so like we're in Beatty's office and he's like, so why are you here? Long story short, we got caught looking at porn on the computer in class. Like, let's just, let's just call it what it was. What kind of porn, sir? 
Yeah. So that's <laughs> obviously like that's not a question he wanted to ask. So he's like, "Would you consider that white collar or blue?" I don't know why that sticks out, but he's like, "Would you consider that white collar or blue collar crime?" And I was like, "Sort of the things we were doing wouldn't fall under either classification." No. Why do you have to bring collars into? Yeah, it? yeah. Didn't understand. Like that's why. Like it, I like, think that's why it stuck out in my Mr. mind. Mr. So I'm wearing a tank top. Did right you now. launder money from the school, or did <laughs> yeah. you just look at porn? That's that's why it stuck. I think that's why it stuck out in my mind so, so much strange. because that question just blew me what? away when he asked me. And like at that time. I was not familiar to what white collar or blue collar crime was. <laughs> I knew blue collar meant like working class. So that was what I was familiar with. So he asked it and I was like, blue collar. He's like, not even close. Okay. White collar. Do you know why we're here? Because I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shout out to Avon guy. Oh, dude. The most clutch pull of all wow, time. Wow, that dude was a slick. Oh, yeah. Wow, Lack of computer that. discipline. I'm the only saint in the room because all I did was wear socks with sandals. I mean, dude. I mean, that's a crime in and of <laughs> I was only late to school and got called with a cell hey, phone. Hey, look, I read the handbook wrong, okay? So, like, late Seth, to, yeah, Seth, I'm forgetful. Late, late Seth to school, I chained can't believe. Seth up his, his state. <laughs> late, late to school, that one, I, that, that seems weak to send you to all I school. I agree, but yeah. I, like I said, habitually, I, I am late. I mean, that's fair, though. Yeah. I, guess, I guess once or twice, all is forgiven. You make it a... You make it a thing, and they're just like, yeah, yeah we got we got I have made it a We got to discipline this boy. <laughs> well, see, that's where my OCD, I guess, kicked in while I was in school. Because I was like, I want to get the hell out of here. I can't get in trouble. So, I tried to walk a tight line. Had yeah. my fun outside of school. I had, but, my, I had my fun just wherever I was standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only time, other time I got in trouble was with, uh, and I didn't get written up for it. I just got, like, punished in the classroom. <laughs> it was with uh, Alex Thomas. Ah, uh, if like Alex is guy. listening, he, Alex was like my best friend. Good guy, high I like school Alex. and junior so high. Me and Alex Thomas used to skateboard a lot. Yeah, together. It, that's what we did. And yeah. uh, but we glued a uh, somebody's uh, steno notepad to a table with super glue. But I dodged the bullet, like you guys. I I stayed straight laced in high school. And one of the things I remember from Seth the most in high school was uh, their senior year, so it was my junior year. It was a senior play, and Seth yeah. and his band <laughs> got up. We also had transitioned into a new principal and assistant principal that year because Mr. Potts had retired the year before through a, a newbie, and Mr. Pate. <laughs> and, uh, Seth, that dude no, hated me. Oh, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Hated. It wasn't a fan of me. <laughs> Seth and his band on their uh, senior play for the school – for the school assembly, they started playing and they were a metal band. They started screaming and like kind of getting a low key mosh pit going on down there. <laughs> Mr. Pate shut that shit down. Like he walked up to the stage and was like, but that dude had slashing. zero yeah. personality. Yeah. Yeah. What happened was, uh, yeah, he was not pleased. Uh, especially when he seen all the, you know, the, the shoving and whatnot going on. So he walks up to the stage and he starts giving the cutthroat signal. And I, somebody was up on, I don't remember if it was a teacher or something. I remember somebody saying, hey, Mr. Pate, Mr. Pate wants it off. Shut the curtain. So somebody starts pulling the curtain. And I'm like, no. Hey, we ain't done. No. This set open just started. I don't care what he says. You play with Bart Stevenson, open, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Open the curtain. You know, open it, open it, open it. And then somebody starts drawing it back <laughs> open. And it, like, it just turned into a... Exactly what I wanted it to. <laughs> Full on metal show, baby. Chaos. There you go. And that is uh, 
chaos would pretty much wholeheartedly describe my experiences as a local musician. And see, and at that show, like I'd always listen to the popular bands, the the Creeds and whatnot, because I never Peach listened. Some stained, yeah, yeah. Well, which I was also a hip hop head. Oh, same. All the way through, same. and then I listened to hip hop. My like when I was a kid, that's all. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll tell you about that. Me and him used to swap CDs. And we shit. we were we were stripped from the streets at SES. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, UGK was my thing when I was like ten years old. Yeah, you. UJK is my shit. Yeah, same. But well, eight ball. Oh yeah, MJG. Uh, MJG. Oh yeah, eight ball oh, and MJG. I, I have always leaned more towards the southern style. You can just tell. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I love uh, a good lyricist, big yeah. time. But there's just something about when you hear, and you could not know who the guy is. Period. When his beat comes on, if he's from the South, you're going to know. Instantly, yeah. instantly. Instantly. If he's from Texas, you're going to know exactly where he's at. <laughs> Especially if that thing's, you know, if that thing's dragging about halftime. If he's yeah. in Houston, if he's done it's set, standing out. You know, if he's uh, walked into DJ Screw's studio and said, hey, hit that big purple button for me. <laughs> yeah. just drag that thing down. Like now, that. before I carry on, is, is, is Eminem in your top five lyricists? Yes. Okay, sorry. We'll talk about that okay. some other time. No, he's not in mine. But anyway. Juice will be proud to hear that. Yeah, Juicy will be very <laughs> proud of that. But uh, their metal show, that's when I was like, man, I kind of like this music. And maybe my metal my, my metal taste is influenced by Seth Cummings. I don't know. That would be cool. But when, I was, sitting in, when I was sitting in that auditorium, I was like, you know, like I said on uh, mine or Mine in Houston and Shane's episode, I was like, I was on Paxil all through high school. Nobody knew it for mm. depression. Right, right. But that, that metal, like, that got that, it pumped me up. Like, yeah. then all of a sudden, metal was in my earbuds, hitting on the driving range. That's the way to do it, dude. You're not, you're not listening to freaking Beethoven while you're warming up for a golf match. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you don't really want to listen to Beethoven unless, but then, uh, not well. Yeah. You like to get amped up a little bit. You, on, you play, Shane's played at Horse Creek on number one. You want to drive that son of a bitch from the white tees. Yeah, yeah. So, what's going to get me in that mood? Metal or hip-hop? Breakdowns. N- yeah, bass drops. <laughs> I'm, here for, the, I'm here for the breakdowns and bass drops, baby. Yeah, yeah. And so, when I saw them playing, I was like, God. I was like, I love that. Yeah. And so, I started, like, I remember I started adding metal to my playlist and emo and screamo, mm-hmm. uh, Shiotos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro, I think Shiotos through the, big all time. through school. We, uh, we got a couple. Because we blared that, we blared that uh, that once. I can't remember the name of it. That one, that one bop they had back in the day. We blared, we blared that thing over the speakers at one point, and there were several different people that came up to me and uh, and Josh. Josh was the uh, uh, Josh Robinson, the, yeah. the rhythm guitar player. Yeah, came up to us and was like, "Who is that? That is banging." And we're like, "Oh, that's Shia does, baby." Yeah, here, here. You're listening, Shia does, Shane. Mm-mm. Oh, oh no. dude. Yeah, some good they'll, shit. They'll drop right in your feelings. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With yeah. some aggression yeah, and yeah, some yeah. sadness at the same time. They'll, they'll. Uh, They're the N- NF of uh, emo. It's okay. kind of like okay. if you know you're feeling, if you're feeling down, and then and then at first they might caress your face a little like this sort of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they rip it off. Okay. You know, all of a sudden. Okay. So it's like, you're like, oh, everything's going to be This okay. is good. <laughs> it, bla- it, 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 it gets the serotonin where it needs to be. Yes. 
It's for sure. Ass. It's an ass. But ass. like when I saw them, I was like, man, I kind of, I really like that because I always wrote off like bands like Corn and stuff. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, they're. So, well, I grew up in a very, very Christian home. Right. So right. they like all oh, satanic. Mm-hmm. I listen to Skillet. Skillet was hard rock. Skillet was hard. Yeah. Growing Skillet up in Christian family, Skillet I was hard I had, rock. Uh, I did some Skillet. Skillet and Striper and you know Stripe. all those Christian bands. Striper, yeah. But uh, I was a big. I and honestly, I'd still listen to them right now. The old Supertones, man. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a huge metalhead. But what really got me into metal uh, was punk. Oddly enough, ska uh, and punk. Ska baby. and punk. Love it. Yeah. Love it. My favorite band of all time is Green Day. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. Do they make terrible music now? A hundred percent. Absolutely. But, that, you know, it is. What they, they've, they've had to shift their, their uh, demographic. You know, it yeah. is what it is. The uh, mid-2000s they're, is untouchable now. Plus, they're a little more political now. Yes. It's, it kind of hurts. Yeah, them. yeah. They're, yeah don't, Nobody, don't, don't shove it down my throat. No, like no, no matter what side you're on, political music mm-hmm. does not flow with anybody. No, no, no. no. Realistically... Uh, punk metal specifically lyrical content I really just want to hear you talking about destroying everything yeah that's what I want to hear I want to hear about all out destruction because if I'm listening to metal I need to be in the mood for destruction which is to maintain my inner peace bingo Bingo, Love that's that. spot on. Love yeah. that. That's spot Love that. on. We're going to convert Shane into a metalhead before yeah, he leaves yeah, this yeah. room. <laughs> he's meant to it. He's meant to it, but you know. It's I'm, an acquired taste. It's, it's going on the drive home, I can tell you that. Right, right in the truck for me. With me a few times to the golf course. I'll pick you up. We'll listen yeah, to some metal. Because these, these albums that I'll drop for Bot later, for mm. Seth, you, you'll get an appreciation for it. I'm like stoked it. about Let's that. Let's do it. I'm excited about that. But yeah, you so good. you started like, you kind of had like a music thing going for a consistent period of time, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, uh, it really all started before I left Summerton Christian. When I met Sammy. Uh, Sammy Snow? Sammy Snow. He cuts people's hair. He breaks hearts. That's just what he does. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, me, and he, me and him, he and I, we, uh, we uh, bonded over Green Day. Brought yeah. us together. So we started playing. I don't know if you remember a cat by the name of Trey No or not. Trey who? Trey No. Went to something Christian. One of the best drummers I've ever met in my life. Um, we. The you know, funny thing is, is me and Sammy wanted to play. I played bass. Sammy played guitar, and we just jammed in his bedroom and covered Blink One Eighty Two and Green Day songs all you know all the time, all the time. Sammy all the played time. bass. Mama played guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so like. We, uh, it was just us, though, you know, yeah. and um, we needed somebody to play drums, and we approached Trey, um, because we had heard from somewhere that Trey played drums, and his dad is this old, uh, super incredible, but very burnout hippie type situation, <laughs> um, and he was an awesome drummer, yeah. you know, toured with Skinner and all these guys back in the That's 80s, ass. so Damn. we, me and Sammy sit down, I, I remember the day, sit down at lunch one day, uh, in the old lunch room. And we're talking to Trey, and we're like, "Hey, we need, you know, we want to start this little punk deal. Can you play drums?" Trey's like, "Dude, I can play every Blink song." Well, that is <laughs> hook, line, that's, and sinker. That's you're it. playing with the greatest drummer of all time, in my opinion. That's high praise. Yeah, you can play Travis's shit. Word, we'll be over Saturday. <laughs> Travis is so good. NGK just put him on his whole album, dude. Uh-huh. Guys, banger. I, by the way, <gasps> I'm not an MGK guy. Well, there's I like some it. good. There's some good songs on there. Don't get me wrong. 
but I'm not I'm not here for punk MGK. Actually, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. is that what you're talking about? Is the punk shit? Yeah, the okay, take us no, to my I'm, downfall. No, I'm with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought you were talking about a rapper. No, I don't like him as a rapper. Oh, see, I'm. I'm. I love him either way. I like the punk shit though. Solid, isn't it? It's pretty. It's probably where he needed to be. That's where his roots are. Yeah, that's and and that's that's good for good for him because it because that whole thing kind of changed my outlook on him a little bit. But I digress. Um, <laughs> I think I just loved Hotel Diablo so much. <laughs> Hotel Diablo is fire, bro. Yeah, uh, that's where I wanted to see MGK at. Right. Like I don't get like I said. Shane likes Sad Boy Country and Sad Boy Hip Hop. I hate Sad Boy Hip Hop more than anything on the oh, dude. <laughs> Anyway, that out back there. to <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We go over to Trey's house, you know, and Trey's been like, "Yeah, dude, I can play all this." So me and Sammy's all, like, you know, we got we got a couple Blink songs in our bag. Only problem is playing Blink on guitar and playing Blink on bass is completely different than playing Blink on drums <laughs> because Mark and Tom, not the most talented guys on earth. <laughs> yeah. Travis Barker, one of the most talented guys on earth. So it's a big difference. Um, good. I mean, you know, uh, guitar playing wise, like they're they're good songwriters, but you know, um, so we get over there. Trey can't play a lick; <laughs> can barely hold a rhythm. <laughs> so we're like, your dad, love the confidence. Though. Your dad gotta yeah, love yeah, the yeah, confidence. Yeah, I like the confidence, but your dad's this amazing drummer. You mean to tell me, you, you know, we're let's see, this is, I guess, me and Sammy are in eighth grade because it's before we went to the other building. So Trey would have been in seventh grade. What, however old you are when you're in those grades, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we're like, yeah, we bought into this, man. He's like, just let me practice. Let's just practice. So we do. You know, we practice and we practice and we practice. And then that doesn't really pan out. You know, it just kind of falls apart. Um, Sammy and I, Sammy, Sammy leaves. I, I leave and go to Dora. Um, Christmas break of my ninth grade year. Sammy finishes ninth grade at something Christian goes to Oak Grove. Yeah. Um, then things start to get kind of weird um, <laughs> in the best, most amazing way as possible because we create what I like to call my baby. Any musician that has been from band to band, um, their first deal, that's their baby. And I even went as far as the other two bands that I would later go on to play with. I would tell them straight up, hey, if my baby calls, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. Burning Sanchez was my baby. Okay, so I remember. I remember Burning Sanchez. Burning Sanchez was my baby, um, and the and the most frequent question I've always been asked is, who named the band and what does it mean? I named the band and I don't know what it means. <laughs> it was just some random shit I put together. Popped off. Yeah. So that's about how. Actually, the first show that Bernie and Sanchez played live, this is pretty funny, was at the back behind the skate shack in Hueytown. Um, and so a bunch of bands played the bill. We get up there. It's freezing ass cold. Like, it's so cold. And we're all like, uh, Trent, like, we're just ready to go so we can get to moving around and get some blood flowing. Yeah. Somebody gets on the mic and they're like, all right, everybody, welcome to the stage. Burning Sanchez. And somebody in the crowd said, Dirty Sandwich. <laughs> and we were like, Yeah, 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 uh-huh, whatever. Let's uh-huh. go. So, <laughs> so we, that was kind of like an inside joke with us for a while. We would be like, Yeah, we're Dirty Sandwich. Um, but yeah, uh, 
Sammy met up with some good guys. Um, actually, uh, and 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 a, and there was a girl too originally. Um, I was, me and Sammy started jamming. I was playing guitar actually at first. Sammy was playing guitar, and this cat named Max Chapman was playing drums. And we needed a bass player, so his sister Curry actually started playing bass, and the lineup started to shift and change. Oh, oh yeah, we had a lead singer too. His name's David, David Watley, uh, amazing guy, great, huge voice, tiny guy, huge voice. Yeah. Um, the lineup started to shift. Curry, Curry, stopped playing bass. I started playing bass because we found this. Um, you know, this really good lead guitar player named Michael brought him in. And so that ended up being kind of the final lineup. Me, Sammy, Max, David, Michael. And we wanted to be rowdy, and we were rowdy. Yeah. Um, we played our – no, our first show was at the Skate Shack. I guess it would have been our second show, maybe. We played the Alliance Community Center. If you ever go to Oak Grove – down like flat top road or whatever um you go straight go over 269 you keep going you get into alliance there's a little community center to the right and i don't know it's been so long since i've been down that way but built onto the end of that community center was a restaurant um outside that restaurant like most restaurants is a grease trap where they dump grease so we're inside playing just going to town uh getting wild and apparently, some kid outside dumps this grease trap over outside. <laughs> Dear God. And so, if you can imagine, that was a pretty big mess. So, we were asked not to play there anymore. <laughs> um, and again, um, if I've got any stat from being a musician, it's that I'm my bands that I've been affiliated. I don't know if it's me or if it's just uh, irony. I don't know. But if I have any stat, it's that... I have been asked to not play at venues anymore <laughs> a lot of times. Hey. Um, but, you know, that, like I said, none of us, I mean, we cared about music. Don't get me wrong. We love to write good music. And Bernie Sanchez was writing really good yeah. music, especially right before we kind of dissolved and stopped playing. We were writing some really good shit. Um, but uh, we were asked to also not play at... I think it was this. It was another community center, but I think it was in Homewood. There was a mosh pit, big mosh pit, and this guy threw, you know, those wire-looking chairs that are like wire frames, but they have plastic back and a plastic seat yeah, built in. Yeah. This guy chunked one up in the air real hot, fell down, hit a 12-year-old girl, broke her arm. We were asked <sighs> never to play there again. Uh, ironically enough, we played that show with what ended up being one of the best drummers I've ever met, Trey No, Like, Trey No formed this other band yeah <laughs> and he ended up playing music too and then it, like he started these bands and me or sammy was like where was this guy yeah when we were trying to play blink 182 in your grandparents garage <laughs> yeah. like you're a freak of nature um but he just yeah needed that practice did he and he did he, he was right dude you should listen to him because that was what i that's what he just kept saying let me practice let me practice yeah um now i know i know you did form a band called a uh, riverside yeah, yeah. Uh, Riverside Disaster. Everybody just calls it Riverside. Um, this band, uh, uh, Walker County alumni, I would probably be more uh, familiar with just because um, that's pretty much 
where we where we played most of the time. Um, so that would have been um, a lot of the members from the group that you seen at the senior play. Yeah. Me, um, there was there was a bunch of people in and out. Honestly, uh, m- me and Josh Robinson. Um, I was a drummer. The, by the way, this time I was the drummer. Josh Robinson, rhythm guitar player. Uh, we used a guy named Eric Pate for a while as a lead guitar player. And then there's also, uh, see, we had Danny North. That was our lead vocalist. Big voice. Another an- another great example of uh, uh, little guy, big voice. Mm-hmm. This guy's even smaller than, than, than the lead singer Bernie <clears throat> Most Sanders. people in metal are small oh, people, big voices. This guy had a ferocious voice. And uh, yeah, for a while, we, we ran two lead singers. Um, there was Danny... And Kellen Hillstead. Kellen Hillstead would do more high range sounding screeching kind of stuff. Danny would be the low man. Uh, Bart Stevenson was a bass player. We also had another bass player named Zach Griggs. But, like we did, the lineup changed a lot in Riverside. Um, but the the thing that pains me the most we we played downtown Jasper all the time, all every weekend somewhere. Yeah. Uh, CHS building the old chair auditorium and in specifically this little spot called the rock, which is going to be right down the street from twisted barley. Yeah. If you're going back towards 78, it's it'd be church on, your, now. on your right. Yeah. Yeah. It was church ran in. I don't know if I, I mean, I guess it had, it was mainly for a youth group. Um, I don't know how we pull. Well, no, no. Yeah. I do know. I do know how we managed that. There was this guy that would book shows for us uh, or, yeah, I mean, we, we booked our own shows a lot of times, but he would help. His name was Drake, uh, also, oddly enough. Yeah, Drake. Drake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was, this was Drake Busby, and he would help us get shows there. So, somehow, we, he was in with this guy, or or the church, or whatever they run, The Rock. And we would play there every weekend. And the thing that kind of digs at me now is that if ja- if downtown Jasper was in the shape then that it's in now, oh, yeah. it would have been electric. It may have been more out of hand, <laughs> but it would have been electric. More yeah, on that disaster know. side. It would have been, yeah. Well, know, it was plenty of disaster, don't get me wrong. But, it, you know, we just, it was so, it was so, it was just, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of chaos. It Y'all was were all, good, though. Uh, yeah, I like to think so. Um we should played. We should have played more sober than we did, um, because we weren't usually. Um, but that was just kind of. That's kind of how everybody took it. The people that came to our shows really knew what to expect. You know, they knew that we were essentially a party band, mm-hmm. and yeah. we knew that. We played parties, house parties. Didn't care. We played wherever. You want to pay us money? We don't care. We're gonna play. I've never been. I think maybe I've been paid. Twice, out of all the years I played music, because I don't really give a shit to be paid to play music. I love music. I don't want to be, you know. I mean, I, I won't, I'm not gonna say I don't want to be, but you know, that's not what I'm after. Yeah, I'm after, you know, I want to get up there, and they and and they and they made me a mic man too because I did a lot of the singing parts for Riverside, playing drums too. So I would have a mic, and. One thing that I've always really loved is I just like to, I just like to, I, you know, use my sense of humor. I want to be funny. I like to pay, I, you know, I like to make people laugh. That's what I want to do. So 
I want, you know, I wanted to be rowdy. I wanted to play loud music. I wanted to be obnoxious. And I wanted to make people laugh. And, and we did all of that. We did all of it. And the fans embraced it. You know, there's a lot of people that go down to the breweries that were there every weekend when we were playing at the Rock and would know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and it, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just, it would have been so stellar back then, you know, to, to have what, what we have now downtown to, to, you know, to go hand in hand with that kind yeah. of situation. Because now downtown is like such a diverse it is culture it's of people, amazing. but we're still a community. So if somebody asked me to go to a show, I'll probably go with them. Yeah, just it's, to check it out. It's great. It's great. And um, and I actually, I've had ideas and I've thrown ideas. Um, that you know they're they're right now they're and they're just kind of hard to pull. But um, I always wanted to throw a show down there. And just get and just grab a few buddies. I've talked to Sammy about it. Grab some buddies, throw a little quick band together, and play a cover set of like heavier stuff, heavier stuff that I know for a fact that the people that frequent these breweries and restaurants in downtown Jasper would eat up like candy. Yeah. Just because I know. I was there with them. I, I kind of, you know, I know what they, I know what they would freak out to hear. Yeah. If we went out there and we played three Maylene songs at a, at a Twisted Barley, the place would explode. Yeah. <laughs> if we played a bunch of his legend tracks, the place would explode. I know this. I was around it. Uh, and I did it, you know, uh, to, to a certain degree. I mean, Riverside actually did cover a couple of Maylene songs. You know, it, it was a regular part of our set. Shane, do you, you know who Madeline is? My chance. Buddy, not a okay. clue. The very first singer of Under Oath, you ever heard of Under Oath? Yeah. Okay. He was, he, he let, and he got pretty much kicked out of Under Oath because mm-hmm. of his beliefs and not wanting to conform to the rock life. Mm-hmm. But uh, he formed a southern metal band okay. called Madeline and the Sons of Disaster. Who's that's talking about? Badass. Okay. Been to several shows. Yes. Punched in the face, punched people in the face, whatevs. But yeah, so that's who he, that's who yeah. he's referring to. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, great guy. I met him. Yeah, I met him quite a few times. I just, God, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen him. Dallas is super nice. Very too. nice guy. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Like we talked about on uh, Jason Darty's episode about like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA guys, like how they're the calmest mm-hmm. people. Metal metalheads are uh, the calmest people. Same You're going to meet. <laughs> you see them on stage live and see uh, their performance and how they sound. And you're like, God, I don't know. Like, is this guy a psycho guy? And really, it's just like Drake said. It's an art. Usually really clump, you know, very mm-hmm. Um, I listen to some of the most extreme metal. Even yeah. now. And I am also very laid back. I don't get wound up too much. Very easy to go. It gets out that, that aggression yeah. before you have the chance to present it. True. Because you, you let it out through that music, yep. uh, whether you're singing it or whatever, punching your steel, steering wheel while you're driving to work, which is my case. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess not wear my steering wheel. Wow, yeah, RIP steering wheels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe if we got a chain link steering wheel like they used to have back in the day, we might learn a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm, I'm just too tired in the morning to be I punching just my steering wheel. I decided that I'm going to buy a chain link steering wheel and put it in my car. Do it. 
I've got student wealth control, so it's kind of technology, man. But like with with the community that we built, I mean, like I know some some of the people I hang out with, mm. we still listen to the same metal bands yeah. that we listened to back in high school yeah. and early college days. Metal carries over. Yeah. It, I, it has that longevity that not many forms of music has because right. I still listen to uh, numerous, like, did you ever hear of Four Today? Yeah. Like, I know they're super, mm-hmm. super Christian, mm-hmm. but man, like, when I was at Lee, which is a Christian school. Yeah, yeah. Scott man, Sapp got kicked out of there, did he not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, all those heavy metal Christian bands, Yeah, if they weren't too radical with mm-hmm. their beliefs... I, I still listen to today. Right. Well, to me, see, it's, um, to me, I don't, I don't worry too much about, I don't want to say a band's message, what they're trying to say. I mean, cause I, you know, I hear that and I respect that. But if, it, basically what I'm trying to say is if a band's a Christian band, I'm going to listen to them because yeah. I don't really have any religious beliefs. Well, see, here's, here's the thing is, but I, I don't really care. You yeah. Know? If they, if, if, if they throw down, I'm going to, I'm going to give them, the if they got some day. sick drops, I'm a hundred percent in. Same. I listen to a ton of, a like, ton of Christian. I have actually specifically had a situation where, um, there's this group. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. They're, they're more like, you could put them in the metalcore category. They're, they're pretty, they're, they're really a hardcore band. Yeah. They sound like an old school West Coast hardcore band a lot of times, like Terror, things like that. Um, straight out of Tuscaloosa is where they're from. They're, the name of the band's Gideon. Okay. Yeah. You know Gideon. Yeah. All right. Well, Gideon was a Christian band for a long time. Long, long time. Long time. Here recently, the last album they just dropped, well, it was last year, um, they went secular. They just kind of straight away, and several bands have done this. Under Oath has done it recently. Uh, Gideon's done it. The thing, the strange thing is, like I have kind of managed to find myself in a situation where I can, I can uh, communicate relatively regularly with the drummer of this band, with the drummer of Gideon, um, because of where I work. Like his family kind of ties in, sort of uh, over where I work at. And a lot of the people that I work with grew up with this guy, which I think is cool as shit because he is, you know, I look up to the guy. Mm-hmm. He's younger than me. I'm pretty sure I still look up to him because he's an amazing drummer. So I've talked to this guy a few times and I've seen an article, I think out of Kerrang or somewhere like that, where they had talked to Gideon, uh, specifically Jer- uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Shelley. Is that it right? Smelly. Yeah. Smelly. Smelly. That's what it is. My bad. Um, Anyway, I'm pretty sure uh, Shelly would be an ex Alabama place kicker. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Well, Smelly or Smelly, one of the. Shelly was the kicker. Smelly was a tight end. Yeah. And then this guy, his last name is Smelly, and he plays drums for a great band. So I talked to this guy, and they had talked to him, and and he did such an eloquent and great job of kind of explaining. You know, we believe this way, and we've we've believed this way, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You you know, you share the road with all these different types of people. Even billing ourselves as a Christian man, traveling the road with these guys that are not 
even close to that, what's the big deal? We're, we're in close quarters with these guys for long periods of time, playing shows with them, and they're great guys. So, you know, the belief, there should be no belief barrier. I went to um, Dave, uh, was it? No, in Dave's. God, it was a, it's a, uh, it's a spot down in downtown Birmingham, like wherever those cobblestone roads are. I cannot remember the name. Over close to uh, Blue Monkey? Yeah, I think so. Where uh, the J. Clyde is? Yeah, it's cl- yeah, it is yeah, close to the J. Clyde. Over close to Five Point South. I can't think of the name of the place, but I went down there to a show, and the show was August Burns Red, Christian Band. Good, though. Very good. One of the, one of the amazing drummers. Um, August Burns Red, though, Christian Band, Acacia Strain, the Acacia Strain, straight up atheist band. Yeah. <laughs> to the point to where, like, it's kind of incorporated into their show. You know, they're just kind of brazen about it, you know. And, and honestly, I love the Acacia Strain, but I don't really like that. So, you know, like, no matter yeah. what, no matter what you believe, like, mm-hmm. you can find common ground with somebody. Hence why we always say talk to someone different than you. Hundred percent, you can. You because can. I'm not, I'm not going to force my beliefs, political, religious, uh, mor- moral beliefs mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how you feel about life, man. Yeah, and and how you carry on about yours, because what you say or what I may say yeah. can change somebody's outlook. Exactly. You yeah. might, you, you might put somebody on a different path. Maybe you put somebody on an easier path. You know, either or your input. I find out like a lot of times people just like enjoy having somebody to talk to that isn't trying to force that that view on them. Like, yeah, tell me how you feel. This Mm -hmm. is what you believe in. All right, cool. I believe in this. Yeah. Did it? Did we agree with each other? No, but we're not going to sit here and hold it against each other. Exactly. It's a really, really simple concept. We live in too much of an opinionated society Uh instead of a factual Mm -hmm. society. It's a very like if you if you present me to, uh, and we're not like I said we don't get religious, but if you present me with your facts of atheism and I present you with my facts of Christianity just because of what I've studied, what you may have read or studied, mm. it don't matter. I like you. Yeah, I've exactly. known you since I was five years old. Yeah, it's not gonna. So change why, why is that gonna change my outlook on you? Yeah, it shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. It, we live in a society now where it if will you, if you don't vote oh, yeah. for. If you don't vote this for person this candidate or this person, mm-hmm. you're an asshole. Generally, if somebody or comes, you're a racist or whatever, if someone comes at me like that, that that's gonna that's gonna pretty much get them a straight kick to the dick. That's yeah, give them a old kick to the dick. But you know, Seth's <laughs> flowing. Oh yeah, yeah. trying. Let it out. Let it out. Lyrics over here, but <laughs> you know, it's it's a really simple concept, man. It's a very 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 simple concept if you think about it. Talk to somebody. Listen to them, talk back. They'll listen to you, and then you've learned some shit. See, like, like, that's that's right. Jason, Jason nailed it on his episode. I mean, to step on you right there, but you got two eyes, two eye, two ears, and one mouth. Listen, look talk. twice as much as you talk. Yeah, because like yes. I, I always say, that's, talk that's to someone good. different than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my main goal is for you to actually listen. Yeah, because you can hear hearing and listening. That's what a lot of people get tied in together too much because mm-hmm. yeah. when you listen you're actually comprehending 
and processing yeah, what they say. If you hear them, if you hear them, like if, if you just told me your thoughts on atheism and one ear out the other. Yeah, yeah like a lot of times Drake's, Drake just starts talking and I hear him. I ain't listening. <laughs> Same with Shane. <laughs> Mostly on the golf course. He's trying to tell me the right thing to do and I hear him, but I ain't listening. Shane might and I'm going to try the dumb shot. 10 times out of 10, even though I know I should. <laughs> Shane might be a single handicapper if he'd listen. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm working on that Yeah, part. yeah, dude, Yeah, hearing, hearing kind of just sticks in there. Or no, listening sticks. But it's that, hearing don't stick so well. But it's that initiation of conversation. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to promote more in Walker County because you know what kind of rep we get. Oh, it's and not good. No, it's not. And that's we're, not good. We're, gro- we're growing more towards a – better way yeah. of thought and listening and talking i work in a very snooty side of town with people who know where walker county is but they don't live there so yeah our reps not it's great. not great and i got news for you if you if you just hear what we're about instead of coming down to twisted and talking to you me or shane yeah, that's not gonna change you know yeah yeah it's it, you know if you if you just listen to what you've heard and you don't come down here and try see you know, it's that opinion. Believe based. it or not, you can come to Walker County and you can drive straight through here. About ninety nine percent of the time, you're not going to see somebody smoking dope on the side of the highway. Yeah, despite what, <laughs> what you've, you've been told. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, you can drive clean down seventy eight, and most of the time, you're not going to see somebody, you know, shaking a damn bottle <laughs> of meth on the side of the road. Usually, but you ninety nine percent of the time, there is the one percent. Yeah. But you <laughs> gotta be careful you when you, you gotta be careful when you cross through Argo. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. The Warrior River Motel might pop out and yeah, get stay you. off the mountain. Drake, tell him stay off the mountain. <laughs> yeah, stay off the mountain. <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in Empire, bro. Yeah, dude, stay off the mountain. But I mean, <laughs> if you there. if you come to downtown Jasper mm-hmm. with the community that we're building, and you have this premeditated thought, mm-hmm. and you talk to you, me, Shane, or any of my other friends that hang out at the brewery, your your can your perception. Is going to be changed. Yes. Because you're going to learn we're not all users of meth. Uh, we're not all child molesters. True. We, um, we don't. We all, look down I, upon that. Yeah. We, um, we don't all take part in incest. No. 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 Let no. me just say that's not just a Walker County stigmatism. That is an Alabama stigmatism. One billion percent. But let me tell you. As a whole. I call it, we I don't call always all marry flag. our cousin, dude. We don't I call always all of the do flag that. for that from <laughs> dudes from like Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia. Don't you dare say Kentucky because they're actually the most okay. incest state yeah. in the United but, States. Of America. Dude, there's some weird shit America. going on in West Virginia as well. Yeah. Get up, there in, the, get up there in the day. mountains. Yeah. I see. We have so many people coming from surrounding counties down to our breweries and stuff that we have going on. In Walker County, they're actually listening to us, and their their perception of us is changing. Mm-hmm. So those people that you talk to, be like, hey, go check out Twisted Barley or Tallulah mm-hmm. or Black Rock or Los Reyes, whatever. Yep. You're gonna see we're actually pretty. It's trending in the right direction. Diverse people. I agree. Yeah, it's trending in the right direction now. Something needs to be done into, with the mall. Well, we're going into like a uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's Absolutely. Let's just turn the mall into a big liquor store. The, I say let's build a be. skate park in that bad boy. <laughs> Cut out the middle right there. Go ahead and get rid of the shoe department because they ain't pumping out that. They can't be pumping out that good of numbers. That's prime real estate. They right do there. sell Crocs on the low low for though. That is Yo. that is true. <laughs> um, we got a quick second. Yeah. Check this out. I got an idea kind of on the fly. Go ahead. 
I'm going to flip this podcast around. Okay. Right? All right. What is you guys' favorite place in Walker County? Shane, I'll let you go first because mine's so, the Okay. All right, so. What you got? How we categorize and play, just like flat out. Like, Dude, what, what, if you, where's your go-to spot? It doesn't matter what it is. Could be a store, could be a dam, could be a park, could be a dam, you know, whatever. It's the boat launch on the Warrior River right there by the Frosty. Shit, yeah, dude, that's tight. Between me, it's either uh, Twisted Barley, mm-hmm. obviously. I got my barley crossed for you. <laughs> but I put the breweries like in into a bubble. Yeah, yeah. I love all, both of them. But yeah, Twisted Barley, Tallulah, that's 1A, 1B. So we'll go number two, be Horse Creek Golf Course. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I've changed, like I've sat down and talked to so many people of the older guard mm-hmm. during my time working there. I just want people to like each other. Mm-hmm. Same. And so if somebody come up to the clubhouse when I worked there, when they had the two trailers and the porch yeah. in between, yeah. buddy, I'm starting a conversation. When Horse Creek had the two trailers and the deck in between, mm-hmm. that was Jack's round table on steroids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got all them suckers convening at one point. Yeah. And you damn right I got them talking. I would have to go with I, I, there's actually one king place for me, and it has been my spot for a long time for various reasons. But I, there, I, there's two honorable mentions, one of which is the barbershop. Yeah, okay. old 64 yeah. for now, sure. I have clearly not had a haircut in a while, <laughs> and I apologize to those guys for that. Beautiful flow. But I can't mess with this right now. Don't touch the They list. understand, but the barbershop, I am not by any means a fan of the city of Cordova, period. Just never really have been. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. But they have the only public skate park in this county. Do they? Really? Yes. Didn't even know that. I like it. It's The ground needs some work. It's busted up. It's hard to roll around out there. There's cracks everywhere. But Where yeah. at? Where at? Uh, over, um, right over by the police, uh, you know, the baseball and softball fields and stuff. Yeah. Are? Mm-hmm. Right over there. Okay. Yeah. But no shit. I have a friend that lives over there. One day I heard a rumor, and uh, it was while I was laid off, so I started skating a lot again. Let and, me tell you, uh, it was down there. If you ever get hungry mm-hmm. after you've done skating, yeah, you go to Mojo's or Jeff and Vaughn's. Oh yeah, dude, Mojo's is no joke. Mojo's for good. sure. There you go. There but you go. my number one king spot, dude. This is my straight up king spot in Walker County. I go to this place every single day, and more than once a day sometimes <laughs> and that is randy's tnr oh the texaco come at on. the forks you're baby. talking to an empire and sipsy boy right here i just want to go on Preach. record because this man does not get the clout he deserves not this is all. the nicest man that's ever walked the face one of the earth. billion percent if you listen to eric nix's episode he was organizing the parking during their uh river race that they yeah. did on kayaks Dude. and paddle boards and everything mm-hmm. else randy is I've lit the banks oh up God. down there at the forest. Dude, I've spent a lot of money with Randy, and I ain't even mad about it. No. no. My wife had posted something on Facebook a few weeks ago, and she was like, you know, Randy Bridges has to be the nicest person on earth. Yeah. She said, if he were to punch me in the face, I wouldn't even be mad wouldn't at him. wouldn't even get upset, because you probably deserve it. I commented on there. I said, I go out of my way to spend money at Randy's. I live substantially closer to several gas stations. I go to Randy's anyway. Dude, that's what, them, them Saturday rituals, hitting swans and dump. 
Pop in there and get you a cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I go in there. Right, man. Randy's got me worked out probably now. Go in there and get the coffee monster. Sometimes I need a little shot of gas, pack of smokes. Let me get out of here. Yeah. See, I grew up in Empire, so I went to the blue store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of the few around here, like that, still has his own business. Yeah. Mike shut down. Mike Mm -hmm. shut down. Never been a big fan of uh, up there on sixty nine. Um, I don't even really know what they call that store. That little gas station up there. I mean, PJ's is good. You know, the one that's next to PJ's. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've never really been the biggest fan of it. So I'd rather go to Randy's. I mean, I think I just, it's just because I've been going to Randy's for so long. I'm just partial to them. If I'm going to Empire from where I live now, mm-hmm. I pass TNR. I don't pass the blue store. So yeah. I stop at TNR. Dude, mm-hmm. I, can't, I have a hard time driving past that bad boy and yeah, not I'm telling you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know Randy's coming up. I'm like, oh, cool. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got, there's I got a reason. Drink. There's no, a I reason I can pop in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, yeah, yeah. Let me, you got some breakfast pizza out there? No? You got some regular pizza? Let me get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm hungry. So, uh, <laughs> with with all your background said, we got, like I said, we introduce uh, two new segments. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the first one. The next one. Story time from the six four. Yeah. So tell us uh, your greatest story. My greatest from growing up here. Sixty four story. First thing that pops up, something that sticks out in the in the boyhood. Yeah, memories. dude. I definitely got one. This one's mean too. Like mean on my part. Mean on a couple guys' parts. But whatever. It's pretty funny. Uh, so not long after I transferred to Dora, it was probably the same. Let's see, I transferred after Christmas break. Okay, maybe the next year because it was football season. Um, I, I decided I was going to go over to one of the Summerton Christian games because I hadn't seen my, you know, my friends from over there in a while. Um, do you know, you remember Austin Tucker? Mm-hmm. Uh, He's going to come on the show one day. Oh, dude, love Look what Austin. he does now. Him and Logan, Logan Hayes, both That's, those guys. Hold up, let me let me stop you right there. That is Shane's brother-in-law. Logan's my dog. I haven't seen him (laughs) in so long. He used to go to his house all the time. He had the dopest hangout spot. That's Shane's brother-in-law. I almost almost rode a dirt bike in the back (laughs) of his dad's truck one time. I whiskey throttled a little bit. That Bronco he had? Nah, it was a a white pickup, I believe. I almost ate the back. I'm talking about Logan's. Did you never see that Uh, red Bronco? I don't think he ever actually drove it, and it was the biggest, like, I love that dude to death, but like if I had to pinpoint one major mistake he made, what's up, Bronco? Dude, oh my god, I think it was an eighty-seven. <laughs> Jack had probably like a ten-inch lift on it, probably what? thirty. Dude, it was you need that thing was that. nice. Um, so, in the garage. Yeah, I got meet up with these fools. Like they were the first ones I run into down there, and that's kind of who I just kind of hung out with or whatever for the night. Um, Austin had this video camera and he was videotaping just some, you know, we were young, we were doing stupid shit. There was this kid that had transferred to Summerton Christian. I didn't know him. I'd never met him. I don't even remember his name. It's probably good because he would, I really hope he's not listening or he's going to know who I am. (laughs) Um, I really just blow my cover. So there was this kid. And um, he was standing on this picnic table that was over by the concession stand. And um, Austin and them were like, look, we're going to videotape you. You run over there, pull that kid's basketball shorts down. Like he was wearing basketball shorts. 
I said, <laughs> all right, it's, it's on. So he pulls it up. He's recording. I run back behind him. Bop! Yank him to the floor. And then I don't even really stop. No, it's a, you know, it's I a just, swift motion. It was a straight yeah. drive-by pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel, to this day, I feel like shit for it. But God, it was funny. Okay, so, yank! And I just kept going. Like, this dude don't even know. All he sees is Austin. <laughs> and I'm gone. Like, I'm disappeared. I run. And this kid gets mad. Can't imagine why. Oh, he was so fucking mad. <laughs> he was really mad. And... So, the night goes on or whatever, you know. Apparently, he had, you know that concrete wall that's right there uh, at the bottom, like where that hill was? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, like, made a wall. Well, he punched this wall and broke his, broke his damn hand or something. Good so, Lord. So, um, I, you know, I go back home. Monday rolls around. I go back to school. I go to Dora. They go to some Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, um... I walk in the front door, and uh, Mr. Potts is still the principal, and Miss Potts is still the principal. And I walk in the front door, and Mr. Potts said, why do you want to go over there to that other school and cause problems? Why are you going to school? <laughs> I said, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, yeah, you do. I said, I apologize. He said, go to class. All right, cool. You know. So apparently, I got the I got the tea, as the ladies like to say. I got the tea on the situation. I I, I think Austin told me. Um, <laughs> but this kid got his dad involved because it was on camera. Uh, Mr. Banks got involved. Um, Miss Potts got involved. I was like, Jesus, good thing I did not go to school there anymore. <laughs> it sounded like, like this guy Probably was, wouldn't have been going to school there much dude, longer. This guy's dad was mad. And he was like, if you don't get rid of all that evidence, I'm going to get my lawyer up here. <laughs> and this kid, you know, this kid don't even go to school here. And I'm sitting back at the door like, no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, Untouchables. So, you know, it basically really did. It just boiled down to they, they destroyed the tape, obviously. And, uh. Yeah, dude, that was uh, that was wild. That 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 memory sticks out. In my high head school sometimes. shenanigans. Yeah, I really think sometimes like because I don't, I really I don't know this poor kid. Don't know his name. I feel bad. <laughs> oh, I'm 32 years old now, and I'm like this kid's wandering around somewhere, probably about the same age as me, and he just hates the shit out of me. <laughs> you know he wears like he he ain't wearing basketball shorts no more. Oh, dude, he's wearing a belt 100. percent right? He's probably wearing three belts right now. <laughs> Telling, got them things locked oh, down. He's so mad, man. Like he's sitting in his living room right now, and he's probably just like, "I remember that guy pants me at that football game. I hate it." Probably got a kid comes up, shows him a funny video on YouTube of his kid getting <laughs> pants, and he's just sitting there PTSD. That ain't funny. I... <laughs> that ain't funny. Don't laugh at that. <laughs> so if if you were listening to this podcast and you got your pants pulled down by a stranger at some Christian high school football game, I apologize. It was me. <laughs> Yeah, it won't, it won't happen again. It's been years and it hadn't happened again, you know. Not by me, anyway. <laughs> Don't be a double target. That's your fault. <laughs> That's you sending off vibes. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. All right, well, uh, if you're out here getting double pants, you're making life choices. <laughs> you're That's right on you. You're asking for it. You're asking for it.
That is a <laughs> that story time from the six four. The first terrorizing story for somebody else's life. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, we'll jump into the next segment before we jump into the very last one, and that is uh, our new game, Bot. It's the MFK of music. You got Banger, Once, Trash. Let's do so, it. Shane's got a list prepared for us. He's not a metalhead, so I had to compile this list. So, I'll keep it fair. Yeah, like Drake said, I'm I'm about as far away from a metalhead as you could possibly get. So, he handed me this list not too long ago. And uh, I've heard of uh, one of the bands on here. So, <laughs> should be interesting. But I'm I'm curious to see where you two stand on it. So. And Seth will go first. Yeah, okay. absolutely, yeah. All right. First band you got, August Burns Red, Messenger's Album. Then you got Avenged Sevenfold, City of Evil. Mm. Finally, Maylene, their second studio album. Two. Two. The Deuce. Deuce. Shit. You got the banger. That's the one that you're going to throw on replay nonstop. You can listen to it anytime. You got once and you're done. You got one, you got to trash it. Where you stand, bro? I can't. Oh man, I don't want to trash none of that. <laughs> we got. That's what we, we make it tough here. Oh, I don't yeah. want to trash none of that. I, I like. I know you and me share the same, uh, um, same, same taste. I'm not the biggest Avenged Sevenfold fan, but that City of Evil is one of the best guitar albums that's happened in a very long time. Um. Oh shoot! Bang for a good time, huh? Uh, so bang, bang, bang till eternity. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is one. That's that You're non-stop. It's on I'm replay. Mar- I'm gonna marry, marry the banger. Okay. Um. Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> Man, I gotta marry too. Okay. I yeah. gotta okay. marry too. Okay. Dude, that thing. I think Drake just, stands on the same ground. Dude, I run there. that thing cover to cover, and I am so happy to talk. Before my turn even starts, like yeah, I'm with Seth on. Dude. You got to marry two. Two is a banger, nonstop. You got to marry two. All right, so Seth, tell Seth before yeah before we carry on, tell us why two is a banger. Dude, because literally every track from cover to cover is just slappers. Yeah, it just keeps. Yeah, like I usually, I'm really particular when I especially because I really listen album specific generally in the car. Uh, it's my wife is like. You don't have any playlist on your phone. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just save everything. Yeah. And then I go artists, and then I go album, and I'll pick an album, and I'll just cherry pick it. Two, you, I don't cherry pick. That's two, it. I start and I finish, uh-huh. and that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, three, also, I do that too. Yeah. Um, and their debut, uh, like pretty much every mailing album except for the fourth one, I go cover to cover. Um, this is so damn good dude <laughs> and i had my reservations right because dry the river is on too um and for the longest time didn't this was in riverside was really pumping about this time too so and and it was really obvious that that was a lot of our inspiration was mailing because we were just straight up nasty southern metal um we just had a little more of an attitude than mailing probably but uh you know um Two came out, and I remember me and my and me and Josh from Rivers. Uh, we'd we'd listen to Dry the River, and Josh was like, "This is trash." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, dude, this is trash." 
yeah, I'm not a fan. Because we were used to one, man. One is gritty and it's raw and it's just all in your face. And two was a little more elegant, you know. Not not elegant necessarily, but it wasn't as raw as the first album. It was dressed up a little better. It was dressed up. Yeah, dude, it wasn't wearing like a tux, but it was at least wearing like a nice three-piece suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bow tie, Hit that thrift store not special. Full, not full tie. Mm-hmm. Bow tie, not full tie. And... Yeah, I was like, we didn't, we talked shit on it. I was like, man, nah, this ain't gonna cut it. This ain't gonna cut it. Josh's like, nah, this ain't gonna cut it. Man, I hate to do mailing like this, but they're messing up. And then two dropped. And we were like, <laughs> yep. Flipped the switch. Man. We said, yeah, yeah, they draped that one. <laughs> they flipped, they flipped the switch on that one. I said, there was uh, no copyright laws I'd play them. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it was, it was banging. And what's funny is, like, we kept listening to it, and the more we listened to it, the more mine and Josh's opinion on specifically Dry the River, we were like, that's a slap. Okay. That's okay. a good song. What the hell were we thinking? <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. And it is, dude. It's just, uh, God, dude, it's a killer. So what's your once in Trash? So I'll refresh you. Uh, you yeah. got August Burns Red Messengers album, and you got Avenged Sevenfold City of Evil. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's the that's the whole point of this segment. Then is just to put you in a tough spot. I don't want to put anything. You want me to go first? So you, while you think on it for a minute. Um. No, you don't got to, dude. Because I know out of Messengers, strictly for this purpose, out of Messengers and City of Evil, I know what I can't throw in the trash. I can't throw City of Evil in the trash. Yeah, it's go. too good of an album. It's too good, and I only trash Messengers because, but I am I love Messengers. I actually probably like Constellations more though. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Constellations is a better album. Constellations is whitewashed, right? It's got whitewash. Yeah, whitewash is such a sick song. I've seen that thing a couple times live, dude. It'll blow your damn head off. That's good stuff. See, I. For the first time on bot, same. Like that's it's, impressive. It's just it's hard to beat Avenged Sevenfold's album because it's so crisp. The guitar, it's on point. pure, it's perfect. And because like, I don't try to reference video games, but if you make it to a video game, which was Guitar Hero, mm-hmm. you made it. That's that. There's a reason you're on that. You're on that game, and through that whole album, the guitar play is so pure. Oh, it's and I love ask and I love August Burns Red. I do too. But man, like it, Avenged Sevenfold on that that particular album. That's why I made it tough. Yeah, I I know for a fact. If I got in the car right now, no. No, I take that back because if I got in the car right now, I'd be thinking about this whole thing and my input would probably be <laughs> So if I leave work and next Wednesday and I'm like, man, am I about to listen to City of Evil or am I about to listen to Messengers? I'm listening to City of Evil. Like, yeah. I know I know that's how it would go. City of Evil's good. City of Evil's good. Messengers is good. Like I said, it, Messengers isn't even my favorite. But two is a straight up banger. Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Two. That's two eyes. Come on, baby. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, that guy was. Dallas killed it on that album. That guy sings about a damn dark horse a lot, though. Yeah. Let me tell you, man. He's always talking about a dark horse somewhere. At least once in every album, he's always like, 
I kissed the dark horse. Yeah. I rode the son of a bitch. I did something with it, you know. Which I, is he bucked me off. I got back on it. It don't matter. Yeah, it's ironic because Dallas had like this huge uh, ATV, ATV accident, accident yeah, was really that caused bad. him to have a stroke and almost killed him. Yes. And now he he doesn't really sing no, he or don't anything, anything anymore. He doesn't do anything. He uh, That was a really, really, really sad and unfortunate situation. Um, and I've seen the friends with him on Facebook and – uh, somebody had posted um, a like a, like an injury list, yeah. Of what he had sustained from the from the incident, it was like it was bad. Yeah, it was very bad. But uh, he carried on. I mean, he's carrying on through life. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. His hanging, music career may have ended, but he's he's hanging tough. Um, I wouldn't mind, honestly, man. And they and I think they tinkered around this. Before. I don't know if they did a couple of shows or if they just did one or if it was a treat because they threw a tribute or or there was talks of a tribute show. I don't know if they actually did it with Aaron to Gillespie. help Dallas. Aaron Gillespie actually played at it. Oh, he did. Yeah, okay. there was a tribute show. I think Skylar Croom of uh, his his legends lead singer may have done done something with him. Yeah. I know he's performed lead vocals with Maylene before, and he's him and him and Dallas aren't too far apart. I will say this, no knocks to Dallas, but Skylar Croom is a better singer, clean-wise. Yeah. Just overall, Skylar Croom is incredible. He's a great singer. Um, Dallas Dallas can sing, you know, but he's just that raspy guy. Yeah. He, he, he was designed to do exactly what he was doing, and he did it better than anybody. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Yes. It's everybody's favorite segment, Last Shots. You ready for it? I suppose so. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, I don't know how long can I drag it out. You got 30 <laughs> seconds, bro. That's not very long at all. Sure. Answer them if, if you know and pass. If you pass, you drink. It's a new rule here on Pass the Jar. I'll hold on to this then. <laughs> all right, you ready? I'm ready. One gig, metal gig, you had to play who is it? One gig. Who you play with? Oh, who am I playing with? Uh, every time I die. If you had one last song to play before you died, what's the song? Mm, um, um, China White Two, China White Three, China White Three. Other than the skate park, what's your favorite place in Walker County? <laughs> Randy's. <laughs> and that's the end of the last shots. We had thirty <laughs> seconds for this one. All right, Seth. Uh, man, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. We'll close it out. And uh, any thoughts you have towards Walker County, how it's growing, what we can do better? It's home. It's home. Um, you can leave, you know, and, and uh, I'm not a proponent against leaving. I'm not a proponent against staying. Um, but for me, it's home, and it'll always be that way. Uh, it just has it, you know, as the kids say these days, it just hits a little different, you know, <laughs> uh, you can move off, uh, and you can, and you can, you know, you can go further in life. Look at Shane, Shane's done great things away from here. Uh, but when you come back, it, it hits a little different. It does. You know? There's it a does. big difference from sitting in your hometown in your house and sitting in your house in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, you know, really know nothing about, yeah. you know, 
Uh, the best I can say is I lived in Sneed and I lived in Homewood and I'm much more comfortable living in Piney Woods. Yeah. You know, overall, um, <laughs> I don't want to keep living in Piney Woods just for the <laughs> record, but Walker County in general, you know, no, nah, dude. Um, especially now, man, it's so much more positive. Things are going, things are trending in the right direction. Um, I feel like people will, People are beginning to have the outlook they need, they should have, um, you know, and just, you know, just like, just like they've been saying for years, man, don't knock the shit till you try it. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't run your mouth about something you don't know nothing about. Yeah. And uh, I've been here 32 years. I know all about this. <laughs> you can knock it if you want. And if it's true, I'll tell you, but if it ain't, I'm going to tell you too. So I'm going to correct it. Yeah. Well, man, like I said, we appreciate your time. I know you gotta probably wake up and go to work tomorrow. We yes. all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I, I definitely do. <laughs> but yeah, man, we we definitely appreciate you coming on. We'll run it again one day. Absolutely, and, uh, dude. We'll I'd have, love to come back. Have a roundtable discussion with somebody else one day. Just yeah. to spice things up. Oh yeah, I like it. Dude. But uh, folks, this has been Seth Cummings. Uh, we go way back, way way back. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Listen to some metal. Uh, listen to some rock and roll. Good old yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, dude, but definitely listen to some yeah. metal. Yeah, turn definitely. me on to it. <laughs> definitely listen to some metal. But uh, I'm sure Drake's going to be sending me links left and right now. Maybe. Oh, if he if he says he likes it. Yeah, just just take... Yeah, Listen he, to Maylene in the Sons of Disaster. Yeah, yeah. taper him in. Taper Number him two. In. Taper Number, two. Number two. Number two. Album it's a good It's a good feeder. It's not yeah, too heavy, but it's, it's not really, too heavy. It's heavy at the same time. That's true. It'll but, get your head bobbing a little. Yeah. But as always, folks... Uh, if that jar is not empty, keep passing it around until you like each other and talk to someone different than you. And we'll see you next time on Pass the Jar. Mm-hmm.